4: All right, Union of the Unwanted. We are back live on a Monday. Ricky, uh, how you doing over there? Doing good. Good. Uh,
5: you know, obviously the world's going to shit again. Again. Right. Oh, yeah. But uh, besides that, yeah, I think I'm doing all right. we uh, We're going to do an old school Union of the Unwanted. I've had a couple of people ask me, like, what's the topic? I'm like, I don't know. We're just going to gather people like we used to and see where the hell it takes us. It's not like there's... a uh, I feel like the topic would be much more of an issue if there were not a billion things to talk about. But you know, then it's like, oh, we let's uh, let's come up with something. We're live. Okay, there we go. We are live on Rockfin too. So for people listening to the audio version of this, we are streaming exclusively on Rockfin. Uh, YouTube has not been a fan of this show, so we're uh, we're exclusively on Rockfin. But the audio will be available everywhere as usual. So that that's not a big deal. You can listen to it anytime you want. Usually within a day or two of the video episode being released then or being streamed you can get the audio also go to the unionofdonwanta.com that will take you right to our tree link or link tree right did i say backwards i might have you got it. Been, that might have been the foreigner in me coming out and go to there and you can find links to our merch store all our channels odyssey float uh all all the stuff and so it'll be the easy way of getting a hold of all that stuff but but yeah so we have tons of uh, great fans uh, you know chiming in talking about how much they love the show so it's consistently growing and I know people are looking for merch so just go right to the union of the you can find the merch and and also connect with all of us so uh, thanks everybody who has been listening and reviewing the show and all that stuff and uh, we're all a part of this so we're all, we all feel unwanted and a part of this union so uh, Everybody else thanks for being with us another Monday night of plenty of current events to talk about and plenty of things to talk about. Charlie, you want to anything you want to chime in on?
6: Well, in the, in the merchandise store, one of the things that Mike made was these these really cool, they look like concert t-shirts and they're printed on both sides. It's Union of the Unwanted on the front and then tour dates on the back, but they're not actual tour dates. It's all of the places where False flags have happened, and the and the dates associated with it. So if you just casually look at it, you go, "It looks like a concert T-shirt." But you got to look at it uh, extra close, and you'll find out it's 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 pretty amazing. Uh, something to check out. And according to Chartable, we are one notch behind Don Lemon at CNN in the rankings. So Whoa. if it's not too much to ask, I would appreciate if everybody. Listening That's to this,
1: not much.
6: subscribe to the RSS feed and give us a five-star rating if you feel we deserve it so that we can bump that ridiculous moron off <laughs> because it's a, it's a goddamn crime that we're behind Don Lemon in anything in life. So, uh, please, I'm begging you.
5: Well, I'd rather be behind him than him behind me, if you know what I'm That's
6: a good point, actually.
0: <laughs> Don Lemon could probably buy all of our asses ten times over. So, so for the show to be that close to taking him over, right? That 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 says a lot about the quality of our content versus the ability for what MSNBC bot farms to keep clicking the like on that. You nobody's watching Don Lemon's show.
7: No,
6: no, just people that fell asleep at, uh, at their television set or are in the process of overdosing or something like that. That's about the only people that well, are that, that left CNN on accidentally and don't know how to change it.
5: Well, it's pretty amazing. This show's really grown. And it's really thanks to everybody who's participating in it. Because we've had so many awesome... I mean, when you look at just the list of obviously people who, who are on the show now who've participated in tons of great discussions. And then just... I mean, it just boggles my mind how, how fast the show has grown. But it really... It's because it's a community. Like, we all help each other out. It's awesome to see people... Be interviewed on each other's show, show after this show and so, just and, and then the, telegram, the people, telegram people, people have questions. I I question. myself, myself. Is that you, Mark? You just Is that you, Mark? Just, yes, it's Mark. <laughs> Mark, are we good now? <laughs> Guilty as charged, but uh, but yeah, the community—it's just—it's—it's it's awesome to see how it's grown. And really, we do two shows a month, which is obviously nothing for a podcast these days. It, like, typically, people have short attention spans. If you're not putting out content consistently, people forget about you. So it's amazing how much people really love this idea of just bringing so many different thinkers, researchers, doctors, authors, uh, together, and just to have an open discussion. And and people really, really enjoy this. And it's fun because a lot of times we don't even know exactly who's going to show up. So it's fun for everybody. It's not just the listener. Uh, the hosts also sometimes don't know who the hell is going to show up and when they're going to show up. But that's what makes it fun. That's what we were trying to do. So, um, But anybody have anything specific that they want to uh, jump in on? I know there's obviously uh, a lot of current events stuff with uh, France having a revolution and, and all that stuff, the vaccine passport. Uh, anybody have any specific stories? I want to get Matt's. I know Matt's always um, up to date with the Bitcoin thing and a lot of people uh, talking about, you know the cyber attacks and all that stuff um, i'm sure he probably has something to input on on that topic but uh, anybody have anything specific to kind of start the the show
2: Can we talk about cuba go for it. it's do it. topic oh yeah cuba is i don't know if you guys have been following this but i think we need to follow it a lot more closely because i think cuba is coming here to the u.s So what's currently going on is, um, first of all, the police, the military police are dressing as civilians, and they are going door to door saying, I'm so-and-so's neighbor, and they said, you said something bad about communism, and then they are killing these people. They're also the countries on one of the most severest and profound lockdowns. And they are, you know, similar to what Europe did. They're giving you kind of like a little lottery ticket to be able to leave the house. And if you don't leave the house on your designated day, you can go to jail. And um, the only reason that they can leave the house is to go and purchase food. But when they get to the stores, there's no food. So they're they're starving people out. And there's only, I think, two... I could be incorrect, two major cities with two major hospitals and then everything else is basically just, you know, like curandera care. It's like, um, you know, just indigenous medicine and they're claiming that the hospitals are being overrun but people that are actually in the countryside that are going to the hospitals are saying that the hospitals are absolutely empty. So mm-hmm. my concern is, is, you know, I think you know, we saw the prequel to what happened with Event 201 in Samoa and I think this is a prequel to what they're going to do with us here in the US. And of course, there's been lots of chatter about, you know, them destroying the grid or a geostorm, especially for those of us here in Florida, who all have kind of flocked here for religious and political freedom. And then all they have to do is choke us out with, you know, flooding or hurricanes or whatever and and then we've got 29 million people that are on the ropes so or a little bit less cuz people are a little bit smarter but i think it's a really important topic to discuss because we're in a position now where the writing is on the wall and the evil doesn't even hide itself it's it's really in plain mm. sight and so if we have a position to be able to prepare and educate our friends we need to do that sooner than later
4: well is is the uh cuban protest organic maybe bermers knows Or is this a CIA operation?
2: Oh, you know, that's interesting. That was a discussion I was having yesterday with some of my friends who still have relatives in Cuba as we were trying to figure out who actually was predicating all of this. Because then, of course, you know, it's so multifaceted because now the information is coming out that the Haitian president was assassinated by individuals that had received training from U.S. military ops. I mean it's oh,
0: not not just but yeah you can't look at Cuba without looking at Haiti and you yeah. can't look yeah. at Haiti without understanding that newly appointed CIA director
2: Correct. was
0: flown under like nobody knows he's going to Colombia but was in Colombia Two weeks before the Haitian president was assassinated by a squad of 26 Colombian mercs, including two Haitian Americans who had been part of that Colombian merc squad. So it's what is happening in the Caribbean right now seems to be uh, a U.S. house cleaning operation correct where they're trying to go ahead I'll I'll I'll, I'll
2: just leave it. Right, no,
8: no, I yeah, I totally agree. There was has everybody read or heard about I like, I don't know how I dug this up but that there was an attempted coup in Haiti in February right after mm-hmm. Biden took office. They arrested like 25 people, this current guy Moise and actually had leaked conversations and pointed the finger at this guy, Dan Whitman, who I don't really know, but I think he might've been the Haitian ambassador under Clinton. So there there's all this evidence that we were originally trying to affect uh, a coup there in February anyway. And then in Colombia and uh, Cuba, they, they immediately said obviously that the U S was propagating this and that's why they shut down the internet. But the, Thing I want to say about Cuba is I had this book from years ago. Has has anyone else read this? Servando Gonzalez, maybe Dr. Kendrick, you might have seen this. Uh, I'm aware
1: of I'm aware of him. You yeah. know
8: that one. It's yeah. psychological warfare in the new war- world order. I think he was right. Cuban. Yeah, but what somebody he says, just
2: handed that book to me yesterday at church. It's uh, it's in my car. So it
8: happened to be my recommended book on my newsletter on July first, not because of anything I expected to happen in Cuba, but because what he said was the Cuban deindustrialization project was a kind of practice for how they were going to deal with the West. Slow down the West. Pull back the West. So we are being, in my opinion, down. Downgraded, yeah. And that, um, you know, kind of leveled down, kind of made a little bit communist. So like now we go to TJ Maxx and we try to figure out what we what they have that we want, rather than thinking of what you want and need and going out and getting it. But as we sunset as the world power and I guess China takes over, I think we're asserting ourselves as the regional hegemon. It's not going to be as good, but now we're going to go and clean up. this whole other
1: There are other patterns similar to this in Southeast Asia, in which it appears that they're instigating Japan to become a regional power in opposition to China. And we're already seeing signs of that by the switching of the prime minister uh, to a prime minister who is very pro changing the constitution to allow a military again in Japan. Uh, And also, I could add, most people don't know that the Philippines has been reactivated as not only a naval base for the US, Japan, and Australia, but they have also built a shipyard during COVID to build battleships in the Philippines. So I've been thinking for quite some time, at least from the beginning of the lockdowns, that We're actually in a psychological world war at the moment, but we're probably headed into an actual shooting war sometime off in the near future, maybe within 10 years, but maybe not next week. Uh, The other thing, just a comment, in 2010, I read an article about devaluing the U.S. dollar by 50 percent in 10 years. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And this was a official release from the the, uh, Federal Reserve so we're on track almost
2: unbelievable
7: just to kind of jump in on gonzalez i actually uh, met him he's in my film shade the motion picture anybody can watch that uh for free that's got to be eight nine years now uh, ago but to talk about all this global destabilization uh i think it goes hand in hand with what we're seeing uh via internet censorship right because in a place like China, for instance, where they had the strictest lockdowns and we saw certain certain things uh, pour out, we have no idea what kind of house cleaning they did with political dissidents when just before that you were having record protests in Hong Kong. That's something that's almost never, ever, ever talked about. And as we see the restrictions come out here, the new talking point is that 12 people are the new disinformation czars and we need to ban these 12 people. Uh, this is actually a, a white paper that's been around for a couple months. Uh, the guy that wrote this is the guy that got uh, David Ike successfully deplatformed. And now we're talking about names like Robert Kennedy Jr. Uh, Riza Islam. Uh, Joseph Mercola, and they do it under the guise of, say, vaccine disinformation. That again is the talking point you're seeing from Saki and Biden. But you go through this and you soon find out oh, no, 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 it's hydroxychloroquine, it's ivermectin, it's mask studies, it's memes, it's all sorts of uh, speech that they're now saying is violent and hateful misinformation. Uh, That's kind of going hand in hand uh, with this new talk of a domestic terror squad. And I'm not sure because I haven't been on the program for a long time. uh, How many of you guys are aware of the signature reduction program that they're now talking about? And uh, I just want to kind of read the first paragraph because it's a good summation of what they've really been doing for over a decade and with zero accountability, and now they're just coming out with it. The largest undercover force the world has ever known is the one created by the Pentagon over the past decade. Some 60,000 people now belong to this secret army, many working under masked identities and in low profile, all part of a broad program called Signature Reduction. It doesn't have an official name. They actually refer to uh, it as an art form in this article the force more than 10 times the size of the clandestine elements of the cia carries out domestic and foreign assignments both in military uniforms under civilian cover in real life and online sometimes hiding in private businesses and consultancies you know all these white paper organizations ngos some of them household name companies So we've really crossed the Rubicon at this point in so many ways. It is out in the open. We do not live in a constitutional republic. Uh, They have access to your SMS messages. They've had access since day one. That's a narrative now that's kind of getting pushed that they're just getting that access. Did a whole video on it. You go from Promise to Carnivore to Norris Insight Systems to today. They've had everything. Now they're just telling you they're going to correct you in real time with the Ministry of Truth, and they've got a babbling zombie promoting it. So we're in big fucking trouble. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You know, I, I preach this stuff all the time. I talk about local action. I think uh, the burst in people getting into school boards is absolutely necessary. I think county boards is the next thing. And we've got to be able to take over these governments locally because, like she said, people are just doing knocking talks now. And they're promoting this. We we have that in this country, right? We've got a door-to-door vaccine squad uh, where we've gone over their scripts. <laughs> they have actual scripts of safe and effective. And again, you read that document, it's totally anti-science. It's totally anti-truth. These people are exerting real harm on a global populace through global disinformation. I mean, all I can say is if The last 18 months aren't proof that there is a consolidation of power at the highest levels of the predator class that is outside of nation states. And they do have an agenda. I don't know what's going to prove it. Jason, what is the stated purpose of that
4: signature program you're talking about?
7: Oh, it's to be totally untrackable in a very trackable world. So um, let me give you an example. Obviously, it's a domestic terror uh, and foreign terror fighting force, but they use DARPA tech. Mm-hmm. So one of the really eye-opening pieces of DARPA tech that they re- revealed is you think you're looking at a hand, you're not looking at a hand, you're actually looking at a glove developed by DARPA that they, you put over your hand, and it has any fingerprint they want to put on it. So all you guys out there that like to open the phone with your fingerprint, really doesn't matter if you do, if it has the sensor in it, they've probably got it at some point there, they could, you know, effectively, if they wanted to, put your fingerprints on there, and then also emit human DNA and oils from that very glove. So let's say you also were on 23andMe and you gave up your DNA. Hypothetically, they could recreate your identity today and get biometric access anywhere. That's there not is science fiction. That <clears throat> is a program that is happening now and is now in the public arena. We're I haven't seen... Tucker Carlson talking about this. I haven't yeah. I haven't really seen many of the main or alternative media, let alone the mainstream media talking about it. I have old Alex Jones on tomorrow where we're going to focus in on transhumanism in the global police state, and I am assuredly going to make that an issue because it's here baby. They they're out they're out in the open with this and there is not a quote unquote authoritative media source outside of that article covering it. I would like the FOIA documents from the last year and a half that Newsweek got to do this article. Can I get those, please? Can I at least get those so I can share them with the fraction of a fraction of a
0: fraction of an audience they have? I mean, for Christ's sake, man. Well, Newsweek doesn't disclose anything in that article. They certainly don't allow their audience to go look at any of the documents. I'm glad you brought up 23 Me because we just did a story last night about Sandia National Labs in Albuquerque, New Mexico. They have been volunteering to partner with federal law enforcement agencies in order to match DNA from private companies that have collected genetic information like 23andMe to crime scenes. If you're not in a federal crime database, that's no longer a problem for federal authorities because the national laboratories have just, out of the goodness of their heart, volunteered their employees time and their equipment to help law enforcement better match DNA with subject or with uh, uh, suspects from crime scenes. This is national now. Uh, and everyone who gave up their DNA to any of those private genealogy corporations, it, it's 100 percent going to be part of an federal investigation
2: if they choose it to be. Well, you can get DNA from, I mean, all of us that offered up our babies for PKU tests. All you need is a drop of blood. They have a whole data bank of all of our children from that they've been collecting for 40 or 50 years that has everybody's DNA.
5: And 23 and me, I believe they all sent it to that Chinese lab, right? The same Chinese lab. So that means the Chinese are one step ahead of us.
8: Yeah, absolutely. Is there any upside in that if it's... So if it's, if it's possible to fake, it can no longer be used as evidence.
7: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I doubt that. Um, For instance, right now there, you know, I've got to do another story on it. I I briefly touched on it uh, yesterday, but the Havana syndrome, let me see if I still have it up. I might not, but they're actually looking at more cases of it. I don't think I do. I think I, I knocked it off, but let's type it in. Let's do it live. Um, They're now looking at the Havana syndrome, for those that don't know what that is, that's targeting individuals with microwave weapons, usually small scale, um, from as far back as 2016. So now we're admitting that the thing not only exists, but it's probably been at use actively at least five years. So let me type in investigation. And there's
4: a new, uh, while you type that in, Jason, there's a new report out that uh, diplomats in Vienna were targeted by this as well.
7: That's exactly what I was talking about. It made the news again yesterday because the other ones they were talking about in D.C., uh, we're in 2019 range. I also brought up the fact, you know, we had the Pegasus story come out yesterday. And I just want to say that doesn't necessarily mean Israel, but you would imagine Israel who created it has back doors into that software everywhere. Other people can utilize it, just like Robert Maxwell, working for the Mossad, sold promise to others in the Inslaw case. All that is public record. So you have the Pegasus stuff, but you also had Stingray a couple years ago where they admitted you had those surveillance systems that were somewhat dangerous. In DC. So now you got surveillance, you got microwave weapons you can use against uh, diplomats. Remember, diplomatic cover usually means what? Espionage. And the really interesting thing that no one's focusing on in the Pegasus case when they talk about Jamal Khashoggi is the fact Khashoggi was recently outed as having like a second family, another mistress. Most of these intelligence assets do. They didn't kill him for fucking being a journalist. They were tapping in and paying special attention to him with this software because obviously he's an intelligence asset. I mean, this is a dude that's related to Adnan Khashoggi, which made news again this week with stronger ties to what Epstein, the 80s and arms dealing. Something I've been saying now for how long that this is the same network that brought you Iran Contra and they're still in power. They never got out of power. All right. They only gained more and more. And, you know, 9-11 was their sweet cherry on top where they really got to go full board with their infrastructure that they'd already built through the national programs office in the Reagan years and the Bush one years. And then their buddy Clinton, who was running fucking coke for them in Mena, Arkansas. I mean, give me a break. It's time to grow up and we got to stop acting like infants. And this has to be like common knowledge, not the rantings of Jason Burma's high school dropout like not high school dropout. Sorry. I, I, I went to college, college dropout. <laughs> but my point is none of the fucking pseudo intellectuals out there. Uh, none of them are saying any of this shit. And this is black and white. It, it's not debatable. You know, put me in the arena against anybody. And I will prove this beyond a reasonable doubt because it's in the public arena. They're the ones running the show. Why would we ever listen to fucking felonist, genocidal coke dealers?
5: <laughs> yeah, but Jason, you were saying, you know, uh, I mean, I, I didn't go to college, but uh, even if you did go to college and you were a college dropout, whatever it may be, your resume doesn't mean shit. I mean, look at Doctor Robert Malone. I, I'm, I'm, I just had him on the show. Ivermectin was the. He told me on on my podcast that was the t- word that got him kicked off. Was him bringing up ivermectin on the Dark Horse podcast? And what boggles my mind, because that's the thing. Like you can discredit somebody by saying, "Oh, they're just a whoever," you know, "What do they know?" Or that doctor's a a pseudoscience fringe doctor. But when you have the guy who created the technology that YouTube has tons of ads promoting, you know, the mRNA technology, and the guy who has a part of the patent, a part of the creating the technology. If his voice isn't valid to discuss it, then who the fuck is valid to discuss it? Like whose opinion is worth listening to or not spewing misinformation? I mean, Bill Gates was going around giving everybody medical information. And I've interviewed actual doctors with PhDs on my show who have to clarify, well, this isn't medical information. And it's like, you actually study medicine and you're worried about giving out medical information and yet bill gates has the green light to go on every show and just give out medical information tell people what they should do it's it's just it's nonsense and it's you know like people talking about how now publicly they're, they're discussing uh the politicians discussing possibly you know uh combating and and battling medical misinformation it's like they've been fucking doing it for the last forever like what are you talking about like why is this a story that people are like oh did you hear about the biden administration i'm like have you heard about anything ever because they've been doing it the whole time like they're they're just well now they're legitimizing it though ricky that's the big publicly talking about it
7: it's they're legitimizing it it's not a dozen you read through it. Oh, we've got twenty guys. We didn't tell you the other eight. Oh, we were monitoring four hundred and thirty-five accounts. No, we don't want private groups anymore. We want real-time algorithms against this stuff in Instagram as well. They mention all the big platforms. I'd encourage people to check it out. It's only forty pages long, and a lot of it's pictures. It's almost like um, nice I, I would platform. say a non-honor student, like, non-honor student, eleventh-grade paper. Like that's the level of intelligence they're using on this thing. But now they're criminalizing everything, brother. That's the big problem. You talked about um, Malone and Ivermectin. The only solace I can take in is the irony that he got banned for the same fucking thing I did, right? Daring to play clips of doctors talking about a cheap solution that saves lives. I don't have blood on my hands. Well, you, you, you know what? You go back to the old union on the Iwana when this shit was popping off. Who was talking about steroids? Who was talking about vitamin C and vitamin D intravenously? Who was talking about budesonide before anybody? I was looking at real solutions. And that's the real kick in the fucking nuts is I'm trying to save real lives. I'm trying to get this across to my loved ones if they have this and say, by the way, The things they're shooting you up with would not classify as a vaccine because there is no annotated virus in it. One version is mRNA tech, which DARPA worked on 20 years ago. I just want to point that out, CRISPR tech. That's there. And then the vector-based stuff is very similar, but a little bit different. Now, on the flip side of that, you can take a drug that costs $10 for 90 days called ivermectin. Or if you do get it and you are infected because these vaccines are promoted as safe and effective, but there is not one white paper, not one study that shows any efficacy on transmission because there isn't any protection from transmission. There is protection from transmission with ivermectin and there are white papers on it. Again, I don't wear a nice suit. I'm not on television. I'm not wearing makeup. People don't want to listen to Jason Burmess, but the guy that you just talked about, Robert Malone does kind of do those things and they still banned his ass. Well, but one of the it, reasons it, it, why they got
6: him was because he was kicked off of LinkedIn and that's Reed Hoffman, who runs uh, LinkedIn. And guess what else he's on the board of directors of? The World Economic Forum. What a surprise, right? So if you get on the wrong side of the agenda with these people, they will have their, their CEOs that they control go out and take care of you and that's 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 easily i mean it's not doesn't even take too much to put that together that that's that's what happens also let's be honest if you're talking about a generic drug that doesn't put money in the pockets of the pharmaceutical industry they would prefer you not talk about it and at this point now they actually are in a position where they have the power to stop you from talking about it so it's not that ivermectin or hydrochloroquine are dangerous, horrible, bad drugs they commit they are they are guilty of the the worst crime that you could be guilty of as a drug they're cheap they cost a nickel for for a serving or whatever a dose so they they're not interested in promoting that they would they would just assume you not know that those things exist so you can you can just tell from that reaction that it's clearly not about improving your health or getting you cured from this because if it was about that, it would have been, like you said, Jason, it would have been vitamin C, vitamin D, eat healthy, get exercise, get out in the sun, do all these things while we wait for this vaccine. That conversation never happened in the mainstream media. Not once did we ever hear any of that. All we heard was stay in your house, stay afraid, and once the vaccine's here, everything will go back to normal. And then once a big segment took the vaccine- Did it go back to normal? No, it did not. And they're going, hey, you said it would go back to normal. Yeah, dummy, what did you think? Do you think these pathological liars were going to keep their word to you? What are you, are you new? You don't understand how this works? It's never going back to normal. These people don't want it to. So it's a trap. And people need to kind of get over, like grow up a little bit and acknowledge the people on television are lying to you. Almost always there's an agenda for it. And the people on television get 60% of their money from the pharmaceutical industry. So even if they did want to tell you the truth, they can't. So it's important to realize that this is not just, hey, we're all, we're all trying to solve this big problem. We're all going to be honest. These institutions don't want to solve the problem. They're the people that created it in the first
7: place.
1: So well, the question is, how do we reach the people who still
7: believe it? I don't know. I I, I don't know, man. You know, I just got a video today, and I don't know whether or not it's legitimate or not, but uh, I know that Thomas Renz is because I tried to get in touch with him. I believe he's working with the uh, MAFA group, the Make America Free again group, Pam Popper and them. And he's claiming that in a separate database that it's not, um, you know, 11,000 deaths through VARES that that has been reported. He's claiming over 45,000 deaths. I. I
1: just talked about this in a meeting right before this. And I have a video of a guy showing you how to go to VAERS and get 45,000 out of their interview.
7: Can you explain that to me? Because again, I didn't go that far and I was- hesitant. I haven't watched the video yet, but I can send you the video.
2: Oh, oh, I thought you the would- biggest problem with VAERS is is that it's self-reporting. So even if every death got- reported or, or even if it was 45,000, although the estimates that I've heard are closer to 100,000 from the vaccine alone. But the problem is, is doctors clearly are, are in on it. Uh, clearly, the general public and anybody that watches uh, mass and mainstream media is in on it. So nobody even identifies what a vaccine reaction is. So now we have even flipped the script on that and said, you know, uh, I, who? Jason, I think it was you that said, you know, nobody ever talked about going outside and eating healthy. No, it's Get, you know, any of the vac- vaccine skeptics these days getting a donut uh, to get their vaccine as an incentive. I mean, the, the whole thing, it, it just gets so, pre- it's like theater. I mean, it's so, pre- I mean, to watch this is so preposterous, but, there, you know. There's a,
1: there's a post-vaccination survey study that came out a few years ago that indicates that var's is at least 10 times too low
2: correct
5: well everybody referenced that harvard study where they they said that one percent of uh adverse reactions get documented in in VIRS. because one it's complicated two it's hard to prove i mean it's hard to sometimes convince your i mean think about it the doctor or the pediatrician who sometimes gives you the vaccine they are selling you the vaccine by saying it's safe and effective there's no issues with it so how are you going to convince them to input the information if you think that there's a link there who's a politician recently Dell Bigtree just did a, a thing on his uh, on the high wire uh, he showed a clip of it that um, I don't know which state it was where they had some conference where they had a bunch of people who had adverse reactions and they were all talking and they're t- and some of the stories are I'm trying to tell my doctor that this is vaccine linked and what are they doing? They're telling me, no, it's not. And it's like, so how do you convince them uh, of this? And well, Facebook just... with 250,000 people that just got ripped off Facebook, mm-hmm. 250,000 people who were sharing their stories, they were just people looking for answers. They're like, hey, I think there could be a link between this brain fog and all these issues I'm having and the vaccine I received. Anybody else feeling the same way? This group grew and grew and grew, mm-hmm. and then Facebook rips it down. So it's like, who the fuck are they protecting? They're not big pharma. They're not protecting us. Well,
2: here, well not
1: not I, to make oh. this dark, but you know, 40 years ago, I received my booster shot, and I couldn't walk for a day. And, and that's one of the things that kind of convinced me that all of this has legitimacy, because I've experienced it myself. What, what type of
5: booster shot? If you don't mind. It, it. was polio. polio.
1: And you know, uh, what's interesting is the explanation when my mom asked uh, the pediatrician's office, they said, Oh, well, we must've hit a nerve in his hip because it was a shot injected in the hip.
2: Well, and, but even- it's all semantics with all of this. I have a friend who is a physician. She brought her eight year old daughter in to get a DTAP vaccine. She gave, administered the vaccine to this little girl who was eight in her thigh. The little girl bounced off the table. They left the doctor's office and the little girl passed out in the parking lot. The mother Mm. carried the child. Now the, the mother is a physician herself. The mother carried the child back into the doctor's office. Okay, It was minutes that had gone by and said to the doctor, she passed out in the parking lot. She had a vaccine reaction and I want it noted in the chart. Her physician told this mother, who is also a physician, that that could not be noted in the chart because it was an unwitnessed reaction. So even the semantics on all of this and how people are, you can't even classify a vaccine reaction. I mean, look, you go to vaccine court and if you have seizures from a DTaP vaccine, you can't even take that to court. They remove that off the roster. So, I mean, there's, there's so much, I mean, this is where I think disinformation has really hit its pinnacle peak because there's so much. Disinformation about what is actually correlated and tied to a vaccine reaction that, that nobody is even identifying it. And so now in the media, anybody that's paralyzed for three days in their bed after the COVID shot just means they had a good immunological booster and the vaccine is working. I, I mean, it's, it, I, it is. It, 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 I, as, a, as a question, I have no words. I, I, I have no
4: words. I just have a quick question for anybody. Does anybody have any personal experience? with hanging out with somebody who is vaccinated and you experiencing symptoms that you can't explain?
2: So I did not, but I had a friend who slept over at somebody's house who was vaccinated and used a pillow and she slept on the pillow and her entire top lip that she had just had injected with Botox, by the way, um, had vibrated all night and she was convinced it was from uh, the spike protein. I don't know what it's worth, but I mean, I've heard quite a few stories from women and from my patients about their menstrual cycles being screwed up and, um, you know, people just feeling like they've, they've gotten sick, you know, what about colds headaches? And chills, headaches, migraines that like, have turned really? up in patients okay. and things like that. But it's all anecdotal. I have not put it in any kind of a spreadsheet at this point.
8: I got I, COVID. I, I, I am I think from somebody who had from the vaccine, because I've been locked down in L.A. I've been here for this whole time. I live in L.A. now and I wasn't afraid of anything. I barely really even believed it existed. And uh, I wasn't afraid I would go out. I just didn't care. And um, a gal came over and she started telling me, oh, I got the vaccine yesterday. I was sick. And like that was the first time I took a step back. And I got it the next day, and then my husband and my son got it the days after that. And I just, I don't even believe in infectiousness. So I don't really understand how I could possibly have gotten it. I still am not sure I got it from her, but that was the only time I was nervous, the only time I really thought I might get it, and I literally got it the next day.
9: Well, you didn't get it from the, the shot. You, you got it most likely from the fact that even the CDC The almighty CDC now is admitting that unvaccinated people can get sick with COVID and transmit it. Listen, this is absolute insanity. What you were describing about vaccine reactions, Kendra, I just want to jump on that because what's going on now with this is so much worse. So we're taking on litigation to represent people right now at We the Patriots USA, uh, my organization, to represent people, either college students or employees primarily, who are being mandated and told, Uh, that you either get this by September 1st. Um, September is the big month for most of them, and I'll talk about that in a minute because there's a money trail going on here. You either get this by September 1st or you're fired. Now, they're not giving medical exemptions to anyone. No. No one is getting, I haven't talked, I've talked to people coast to coast. I haven't talked to one person yet who has been approved for a medical exemption at any of these universities or any of these employers even if their doctor says they've suffered severe adverse reactions to other vaccines, Duke University went so far as to send out a letter to all of their staff listing the conditions for which a medical exemption will not be approved. And you know what was on that list? (laughs) Prior adverse reactions to vaccines, prior adverse reactions to even the first dose of the COVID shot. So I know someone who had an adverse reaction to the first dose and wasn't able, and this, this person wasn't actually at Duke, but wasn't able to get an exemption, even though they had already suffered a bad reaction, become seriously ill after the first one, they said, no, you still need to get the second one. Medical exemptions, I'm telling people, don't waste your time. I don't care if, who writes them for you. I don't care if it's your doctor of 40 years writes them for you. They don't care. They have their infectious disease person or their doctor, whether it's a hospital, whether it's a university. They have their doctor on staff that knows more than your physician that's been treating you for years and years and years, decades. Okay, you're not getting an exemption. The only hope we have is for religious exemption. So um, right now. Uh, we have some really, really exciting litigation. We've had people contact us. Uh, we're taking on a case, one kid actually at Fordham University. So that's a supposedly Catholic university. And he voiced his Catholic objection to the use of aborted fetal cells in the production of the vaccine. The dean wrote back to him and said, and I, I put this out in an email to our members, said, well, you know, that's not valid. That Pope Francis has said, as if that means anything, right, guys? Pope Francis has said that you know it's morally acceptable and those who don't get it are actually have some kind of suicidal uh, you know, tendency. If you don't get the vaccine, you're suicidal, basically. And because Pope Francis said that, we're going along with that and we're not recognizing your Catholic objection. This is a Catholic university, a so-called Catholic university. So we're taking on that lawsuit right now. Um, we actually just, uh, I, I believe they just signed the paperwork for, us, uh, for our attorneys uh, our counsel that we work with, they're not actually are employed by us or anything, but we have outside counsel that has taken on this case. And we're taking on a lot of cases like that right now. What we're trying to do, though, the biggest obstacle we're finding is that we have like literally thousands of people that are contacting us, especially after um, the last person we helped, which was Kendall at Yale University. She was a, a nursing student. We helped her get the religious exemption and we helped her get the uh, policy change, Yale actually had a policy that if you were in a health sciences school, you could not request a religious exemption. It said right on their website, religious exemptions are not available for health sciences students. So we got them to take that down, to change that policy and to give her an exemption. And she was on Fox News with Judge Janine a couple of weeks ago. So we've had, since that happened, we've had thousands of people reaching out to us, but we don't have the resources. So our biggest thing is, so we're gonna, I'm gonna start doing, and you guys are all podcasters, most of you, um, not all of you, but many of you are, um, hit me up, Brian at USA.org Cause I want to go and talk about our commit to 10 campaign. Cause I'm turning people away. The big foundations, the big conservative public interest law firms are not doing this work. So we have American center for law and justice. We have Alliance defending freedom. Those are the big established ones with multimillion dollar donors. They're refusing to get involved in this because it's too controversial, which is bullshit. Um, but they're refusing to do it. So they're all coming to us. I'm getting referrals from all these different organizations that don't do it, uh, that are sending people to us. And I have to turn them away because we just don't have the funding. So we launched something called the Commit to Ten campaign. where We're trying to get thousands of people just to give $10 a month. And the reason we do it, we're stressing per month is we need a predictable stream of income. We need to budget. We have a network of attorneys now in many different states throughout the United States who are primed and ready. They've got the documents ready. They're preparing the pleadings but they just need to get paid uh, before they'll do it. So if any of you want uh, for me to come on, I'd be more than happy to come on and do, um, do some interviews uh, to get the word out. And, um, and that's pretty much it. But it's just, it's insanity. This is how we're going to stop it. You, you're not going to change. You're not going to reach those people, uh, Matt, who still believe in this. Um, you're not going to change uh, the, the minds of these public health authorities. You're not going to change, uh, you know, oh, letter, letter writing campaigns are great rallies are great none of that's getting done until we get some brave uh, we do still have a few of them some brave men and women in black robes to say cut the bullshit this is over Mm. you can't do that anymore that executive order is invalid that statute is invalid that's what we need that's the only way we're winning this we're not going to win this just by talking about it again no offense Here, we're not we've got to file we've got to file these lawsuits at every circuit in the united states and stop this
8: Another thing that Catholics have been winning is there. not all vaccines have fetal cells in them but there is a, uh, a a letter from 2008 called the Dignitas Personae on certain bioethical questions and it I think chapter 27 uh par- paragraph 27 says that using gene therapy on well people like not to actually cure disease is quote morally illicit so you can add that to the, it's in the catechism.
9: Yeah. Arguments. The catechism says it is gravely immoral to experiment on human beings. It says that right in the catechism.
1: Interesting. Well, you know, uh, Brian, I, I'm with you. And what we've done primarily here is find people who did not buy into the narrative, and we just make friends with those people so that we have a network of uh doubters. Uh, We do have, what I found most disturbing in the last few weeks has been people who were friends, and I still count them as friends, I just think they're misguided, that are trying to use sort of like this shaming sort of stuff to get us to buy into it. And of course, it's not going to work with me or my family, but it is an unwanted sort of nuisance that... Uh, you have to deal with at random, someone will pop up and say, well, you know, uh, if you're unvaccinated, you're killing people. Well, and then you've got to spend the time to say, or choose not to spend the time to say, look, that's nonsense. And here's
10: why, uh, which is not going to convince them. You're right. Most likely. Brian, I may be uh, hitting you up from a personal perspective as well as talking on on my podcast because I work in the uh, healthcare industry more of a, a back office setting, but still the walls are starting to, to close in. I'm starting to get that vibe that it's headed towards the mandatory, at least where I am in Ohio, because um, other major health systems in Michigan and other states around us have started to mandate. And, you know, once that happens then the dominoes start, start falling. So and we've kind of already started to see um, where I work, you know, there's been a big push to get everybody back from a remote setting back into the office you know and there's there's your quote-unquote getting back to normal right and my opinion is that they're doing that because it's harder to mandate a vaccine when you have you know 30 percent of your staff still remotely working but if you have everybody back in hey we need to keep everybody safe we need to do this so i i probably will be contacting you about that in the near future
9: Absolutely. So right now, what we're doing is telling people to request the exemption first. Um, Religious exemptions mainly is what people are requesting. You know, assuming you have a sincere religious objection with most most people do uh, don't have to be connected with any organized religion. Don't let them tell you that that's not true. Um, There's nothing there's no law that says you have to be part of an organized religion to have your religious beliefs protected. But, um, yeah, request the exemption first. And then once if it's denied, then we jump in and we'll get our lawyers on it. Um, because that's what has to happen first is to actually ask for an exemption. You know, a lot of people want us to help them, you know, let's, you know, let's go after the mandate. Let's like try to take, let's try to say that they can't mandate it. That's not going to work. Um, no court is going to say that the employer cannot mandate this, even though it's not FDA approved, even though it's just an EUA, uh, because they're still unfortunately going to go with the mainstream narrative that this is the worst illness to befall mankind ever in history. Uh, and, and that people are dying by the mil- dropping dead of the millions like flies because of this. So they're going to say that anything is legitimate in the interest of protecting the workplace safety. Uh, so we're not going to win. In fact, uh, just today in, in Indiana, um, there was a loss. I don't know if you guys saw it, but um, they tried to challenge the university mandate. I think it was Indiana, Indiana University, uh, having the, you know, the COVID mandate. They tried to challenge the mandate itself. So there was a group of uh, you know students that got together. They tried to challenge the mandate and the court threw it out and said, no, they absolutely have the right to mandate this. That's not how we win this. How we win this is the long established precedent of religious freedom, uh, especially at public universities like that, because they have to abide not only by state and federal law, the statutes that have been passed over the past several decades to protect religious freedom, but they also have to abide by the Constitution. They're bound by the Bill of Rights, namely the First Amendment, whereas Private institutions, they don't have that same kind of um, requirement on them. They're not, they're not beholden to the Bill of Rights. A lot of people don't realize that. So the Bill of Rights only apply to governmental entities. They don't apply to private businesses. So the private businesses can violate the First Amendment all day long. They can't violate state and federal law against discrimination, but they can violate the First Amendment public university also is bound by the by the first amendment so the way to go is religious freedom that's the way to go that's the way we're winning this we're not going to win it by saying they can't mandate it because it's not fda approved because guess what guys guess what i'm hearing through the pipeline to the back channels and i'm hearing this through government sources as well that i can't disclose that by the end of august it's going to be fda approved so <laughs> that lawsuit's going to be dead before it even gets started
10: yeah. and there has been a lot of you know intimidation where i work as far as the vaccine itself, it's, you know, they, they haven't mandated it, but they want to make it as difficult as possible for the people that haven't got it. They've been doing stuff as silly as saying, okay, well, if you've now been fully vaccinated and it's been two weeks since your last dose, guess what? You don't have to wear a mask in, you know, public areas, hallways and stuff, because uh, allegedly you're supposed to wear the, the mask in the hallways and stuff, which, which I don't, and nobody really cares about. So what they're doing, they're, <laughs> they're establishing at the, at the uh, hospital healthcare system I work at, they're establishing mask free zones. OK, so just think of it like your are new. This is your new smoking like section. Free, right? right. Right. Yeah. Right. So, so the smoking section back in the day is like, OK, here's where you go. So you can't breathe anymore. Now you got a no mask zone where you can go to breathe. I mean, it's just it's such backwards, upside down world. It's almost hilarious at this point.
2: So how are they doing that, Um, Kyle? My question is only because with college, they're doing the exact same thing in in a lot of these colleges. And so now everybody that's in college at whatever university has this magical app. So you get your vaccine, you get your green check, and then you can register for class. And then you don't have to wear your mask. And, you know, every time you badge into a a classroom building or your dorm, they they know through AI if you're wearing your mask or not wearing your mask. Is it the same kind of thing? like at at, in hospital systems are they doing the same thing everybody has to carry around this little you know data file
10: so so what they're doing at our hospital and and i'm a manager so like i'm I'm probably going to have to do to pass out some of this stuff so we all have like an id right a badge id which swipes us to get into our building um and it will have on there they're passing out to managers a green sticker okay a green sticker that says nm for no mask OK, so everybody who has their badge, has an NM with with it says no mask, which means they've been fully vaccinated. They don't ha- they don't have to wear their mask uh, in these no mask areas. And in, in most in most clinical settings, they still have to. But in, but it allows them to in these no mask areas to to take off their mask. And, and it's even sillier, too, because, you know, I've had no problem telling anybody I work with that. I'm not I'm not vaccinated. I'm not I'm not upset or, or worried about it at all. They said if you're in a in a meeting which I work kind of, you know, back office, you know, finance type setting, they said if you're in an office meeting in in in, in an um conference room and at least one person is not vaccinated, everybody is supposed to wear a mask. Huh. Okay, so so th- there's there's the Shame. peer pressure too, right? Yeah, there's so you're, the the, you're
2: the guy that the hockey team has to do the suicides for because right, you showed up right. plate to practice. Oh, <laughs> I love it,
10: this. I it, love it's, it. It. it's, it's, it's so funny though, because I basically turned it around and everybody else. So like, I, I almost have the power now. I was in a meeting and all the three other people, they said, Oh, I'm vaccinated, I'm vaccinated, I'm vaccinated. I said, I'm not, they said, they said, well, we're supposed to wear the mask. Should we? And I'm like, no, I don't care. I don't care. You know? So it, it, I kind of flipped it around on them, but it's just, It's a peer pressure thing, right? Because I haven't, I'm inconveniencing everybody else.
2: So do you have to pass out yellow Jewish stars too? I, that, I that, yeah, that's well. They, they. I think they chose the color green
10: just to make sure it wasn't yellow. But yeah, okay. that that'll be next.
11: Yeah, I can speak on that for sure. With the company I used to work for, thank God I actually got out uh, a few months ago. But it was a very corporate setting. But it was on the back end of the medical field, building medical devices, and they are they rolled this out real fast. I mean, they were a small microcosm of what was going on throughout the country in the mainstream, hardcore. So I was seeing it really fast and really early. They were segregating us from large teams that would work together. And actually it was weird because the building, it's on the backside of the medical field, but we were all to wear scrubs and it was designed to look just like a hospital. It was very theatrical. And, uh, but that's besides the point, but they started segregating everyone real fast. And now from what I'm hearing from friends, God bless them, that still work there and haven't gotten out, uh, all the unvaccinated do have some sort of marking on their badge now. To segregate in in a way, and I do believe I was hearing some sort of uh, privilege management as well.
2: They get so donuts, it's, it's, maybe, maybe they get donuts.
11: <laughs> Perhaps, yeah. Doesn't
2: help that it's a German company
11: either. <laughs>
2: uh, oh my god! I was just I went into this really deep rabbit hole, and I was watching all these movies from like the seventies and eighties about Germany and the Nuremberg Code and their eugenicist hospitals, and I, I mean, you know, clearly twenty years of Common Core has been been absolutely brilliant in dumbing down the US society and and really kind of, you know, deifying what happened in the Third Reich so that nobody notices by wearing a sticker on their badge that that we are in the same position that that Jews were and other, you know, outlaws or whatever in Nazi Germany. I mean, it is unbelievable to me.
11: And to us, it's so obvious, it seems, but yeah. to, to other people, it's completely different. It's black and white. It's "Oh, that's not the same thing at all." And I think it's on so many different levels. You know For, for us, they're, they know how obvious it is, and they're mocking us and it, it, by showing us our family members and our friends that are falling for something so blatantly obvious, kind of and- showing us how pathetic our surroundings are or something, trying to shake it- us.
10: And we've been getting a steady dose of propaganda too from our top infectious disease uh, doctor at the hospital too, right? We get all these mandatory all user emails from, Hey, here's our, here's our top infectious disease doctor. He's talking about the Delta variant. He's talking about the vaccine. He's talking about how all this is safe and effective. Just watch this two minute video of him, you know, just regurgitating um, MSM BS and you're supposed to, to, to fall for it. And, and thankfully, I think. The the where I work is only about sixty to seventy percent fully vaccinated at this point. So I am glad to know that there is uh, still some people out there with a the brain. But I'm I'm worried that once it gets down to the mandate, that's kind of when the rubber meets the road of who's really going to to push and who's just kind of going to cave.
2: Yeah.
5: Kyle, are you seeing because I have a couple of friends of mine who work at local hospitals, uh, one Mer- Mercy and then another one Bay-, Bay State in Springfield. Actually, Mercy was and this shows how like the news can paint any illusion they want. The No Agenda show, they were just uh, talking. They they had a clip like a couple of weeks ago from the Mercy Hospital right near where I live about, you know, a little <laughs> news clip about how it's starting to get full and they're starting to get worried I know people who who work there. It's not starting to get full and nobody's starting to get worried. So it's like international news, you know, people listening to this, it's like, oh, did you hear about this hospital in in Massachusetts? It's starting to get, you know, worried about uh, getting uh, capacity up. It's like, well, hospitals are for profit. That means they want beds filled. If they're not filled, if they're not working at 70-80% capacity, they're not making money. How do you think you're going to pay for all those Mercedes and BMWs, all those doctors who are making you know six digits in the parking lot? It's not by having an empty hospital. It's, it's like a hotel. You want to have the rooms filled. And people right. realize that. But it just shows how easy how easy it is to paint this illusion i mean i know uh dr uh, kendra becker and i uh talked about it um a while ago when everybody was talking about hospitals being filled and we we did a podcast together and we're talking about how like people are going into hospitals and like Looking for the you know the overcapacity that they're referring to, and nobody was seeing it. there was even like I think an Instagram page or something like that of of people just sharing videos of like nobody in waiting rooms and so it's like you paint this this illusion, and everybody's home saying, "Did you hear this? did you hear that and it's not it doesn't have to be reality. you can paint any picture you want and right. people, just, people just assume, oh it must be true because I'm, I'm seeing it on TV, which is ridiculous because it's like how many times have to be lied to before you start you know understanding that the tv i mean go back to the 70s that m- movie network right i mean like it was it was same thing right the tv's lying to you like everybody's getting um you know their reality all molded by what they see on tv which means they can mold it any way they want
10: oh, well yeah, and, and, and and they play with numbers too because they can say hey mm. the 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 covid positive numbers are spiking are spiking upwards but if you go from one to three that's a three hundred percent increase, but right. that doesn't mean there's a large amount of COVID patients. So they, I, they, I, they they play with the word the wording that way to say it's spiking upward, but it's going from such a low amount to a slightly higher amount that looks like a two, three, four, five hundred percent increase when it's just a handful of people. So it really doesn't matter. But they so but they don't use the actual numbers themselves. They use like spiking upwards. Or how trending busy is your upwards. hospital?
2: Right, And remember, we always did, you know, through this whole pandemic thing, all the mainstream media had the case count, like they never had the recovery count, they never, you know, they had the case count. So, you know, when the numbers start climbing, I mean, I mean, I can't even tell you how many patients I know of mine that went and got tested for whatever an airplane flight or a a job or whatever, that tested positive that were completely asymptomatic. They never brought that up. It's, it's all smoke and mirrors. Like I said to my kid, it's like, it's the same illusion that you get when you saw the newscaster kneeling in the puddle you know what i mean it's it, it, i mean that's it, that's how i think everybody should watch the news you know there mm-hmm. wasn't a flood he was doing a story on uh excessive rain and he knelt in a puddle so it made it look like the water was way deep. you know mm-hmm. that's all we're seeing and, we, and we've talked about you know the,
10: we've talked about the underreporting of the various numbers and then there's obviously the overreporting of the covid positive numbers but right. they actually but they actually didn't even do that correctly because nope. um it, it it it's still even if you take their numbers it does not even equate to a a pandemic or a need for mass vaccination because here in ohio even if i take the, the numbers they say of positive cases for for everybody that's only 8% of our entire population in ohio 8% and obviously the numbers like 0.19% of people who actually died so even when you look at their actual numbers that they've published, which we already know is, is you know, significantly over, overstated, it, it still doesn't really call for a mass vaccination.
2: No, no, of course not. It was just, of course not, because it's all theater. It's all theater. And we all uh-huh. know that this isn't really a vaccine. It's a medical device. So when you say it that way, I mean, it takes on a whole new meaning. Well, well I, I can't say whatever they, I can't. Want. they can, right? Of course I can. They own it. And they own most of us, so not us. The new slogan right
7: now is that only unvaccinated people are in the hospital, right? They're the only ones being hospitalized. That's the new talking point. But they've they've made it even more of a slogan, right? They they're calling it now the only pandemic is a pandemic of the unvacc-
2: unvaccinated. Oh so
7: yeah. It's all PR. None of the statistics can be trusted. They're trying to tell you that over forty percent. Of uh, the population in this country, closer to 50. There, it's now trending that only 40 percent in the country haven't gotten vaccinated. I, I would highly dispute that. Um, but the next push, I think, other than you know, obviously the FDA and uh, putting that as a you know now it's approved, we can totally push forward with this. Is the local mandates that they're talking about? That's the other talking point that Fauci and others. Well, we need more localized mandates and large banks are now saying that their banking staffs are going to have to do it. I would encourage anybody that is in one of these large banks, I believe uh, it was JPMorgan Chase that's uh, the first one to announce this. If you have money and anything with them, put it in a localized bank that isn't doing this to their employees. That may be one of the only ways that you have, You know, banks don't wanna lose out uh, any view over the market, because as you said, they, they're doing it in hospitals. They're trying to mandate it in most schools for your kids. Get ready for that battle. That battle's on the way in the next month, month and a half, especially if the FDA uh, gets involved in August, you know? Um, so look, man, this is all PR. It's all marketing at this point. If people fell for safe and effective, they'll fall for pandemic of the unvaccinated. And now you have blue checkmark journalist organizations saying those that are unvaccinated should be under house arrest until they declare the pandemic over or they get vaccinated.
2: It's the same playbook they used for the MMR and removing the religious exemption across the country like they did in 2015 in California. That's exactly what they said. I mean, we literally had to speak slowly to people to tell them that you cannot spread a disease you are not carrying. I I mean, we have that's why science has become a complete cult. Nobody looks at uh, objective uh, research. Nobody looks at, you know, cause and effect all it is is cult-like behavior and vernacular. It's it's awful. And it's the same playbook. It's absolutely the same playbook that they used in 2015. They used it again in 2018 when they arrested missionaries in Samoa that went over there with vitamin A and vitamin C to help people that had measles because of the of the population and said no, that that they couldn't do that. I mean, it's 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 nothing new.
5: Well, and like you said, there's so much evidence that this isn't about protecting people. I mean, Doctor Joel Hirshhorn, he was on my show. I, I know he's been on a bunch of people's shows. I mean, he he talks about all. He documented in his book, "A uh, Pandemic Blunder," all the doctors that are having success with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, vitamin C, vitamin D, all the other you know ways of treating this. But they had to demonize all of them because they that 's the only way they could justify fast tracking a vaccine and and skipping the whole fDA approval thing which it's funny how like we talk about the fDA approval thing like that's the gold standard. I mean, how many people have been up watching TV at night and see Call our attorney's office if you have a loved one who died from this drug. Well, guess what? That drug was FDA approved. So even if it was fully FDA approved, it doesn't necessarily mean it's fucking safe. It doesn't mean that you know you're good to go. I mean, you can it it, it could still do harm and. When you look at the patent thing, right? Like, how about the fact that the pharmaceutical companies don't want to give up the patents to any of these labs that have said that they can make the vaccines quicker and faster and cheaper in their countries? They're like, no, no, that's not going to happen. So it's like, how much evidence do you need? I mean, the only good thing about being post-election is that these topics aren't as political as they were. I mean, I I forget who said it that like, you know, the best thing that ever happened to ivermectin was that Trump never brought it up because it's like you know that that's what ended up happening a Queen became completely political i mean your stance on hydroxychloroquine had nothing to do with understanding what the drug did or or if it's been a safe and uh drug that's been used for for many years it all had to do with your political stance it's like you're either for it or against it based on your political stance so uh you know unfortunately a lot of these discussions all became political and it's like many of us were fighting big pharma and fighting the great reset and all these things we weren't you know we weren't motivated by the you know our political ideologies, you know, so it's just amazing how many people who understood Big Pharma's bad, politicians lie, and then 2020 came and they threw that all out the window.
7: Well, Ricky, I just got to say this. I think that, you know, this is really the fruition of the post-truth world, right? This is 2018. You had the Bilderberg uh, group get together and now we're here like three years later, right? I'm not even sure that they met this year. We know they didn't meet last year. They postponed the meeting. If they did meet this year, it was under complete cover, but one of the topics, I mean, you can actually go to their websites right there. It was the post-truth world. And I was like, why is nobody talking about a bunch of elitists, businessmen, people in government talking about a world where truth no longer matters and how they can control it? And one of the things that was really striking during the Event 201 simulation that occurred just before COVID-1984 was the stress on controlling information and censoring the internet in almost real time. And now we've literally gone beyond just deplatforming, right? There's open talk in Politico about access to your text messages. And all of this is being legitimized by a virus where there's open information, again, that ivermectin does work, that if you do treat this thing early after the fact with that or other drugs, you are okay. Hell, if you do almost nothing... It's still safe and effective by their standards that you're not going to be severely hospitalized. How many people that got this virus were severely hospitalized? And, and when I start talking to people about the, the whole vaccination thing, I go, well, well, did you get tested for the antibodies? And they're like, well, what do you mean? I go, was there ever a thought in your mind that you might have natural immunity and that might be better? And then I bring up the fact that, you know, the Red Cross didn't want your convalescent plasma if you did get vaccinated because they couldn't use it. For things like Regeneron that were antibody treatments for the virus, because it actually kills your natural antibodies. One of the uh, big arguments I had from the pro-vaccine uh, crowd before it was out was, "Well, I want as many antibodies in my system as possible." Again, you have to explain to them this doesn't create antibodies; it creates a spike protein, and it doesn't have an annotated version of the virus in it. Again. I have a little beyond a 12th grade education. I didn't pay attention that much in high school, but I can read at a fourth grade level. And I think that that art of being able to do that and then get beyond those PR talking points, right? That you're constantly slammed with, man, safe and effective, safe and effective, safe and effective, pandemic of the unvaccinated, 40%, all that bullshit is a lost art. People just give in, especially when you're, you know, I just know somebody who gave up their job at the IRS because they mandated the vaccine. You know, somebody stood up for it. A lot of people don't have that gumption. They're like, well, I'll do it. Why not? I want to travel. Even my smarter buddies, I went back to New York uh, about four weeks ago, got together with a bunch of my frat bro- uh, buddies, um, Long Islanders, New York City guys, at least 75, 80% all had it. Two shots where they took the one shot. And even the smart guys that I, was, I went and had a private lunch with were on the road. And he goes, you know, I think I want to go to Sweden this summer. And I go, Kenny, what the fuck are you talking about? You want to go to Sweden this summer? I go, you haven't gotten the shot, have you? He's, no, I, I might wait a couple more weeks or months and see how it goes. I go, weeks or months? I go, bro, <laughs> I go, you're not going to see the real devastation this thing three to five years. I mean, you want a summer vacation, great. Just understand what you're putting on the table here because I, I know there's a lot of talk about this being experimental. I think you're being extremely naive if you think this is experimental. These fuckers have had this thing. Behind the scenes in DARPA, they know what MRNA tech is for 20 plus years. Hell, I just played a clip on my show. I'm not a big Elon Musk fan, but pre-pandemic, Elon Musk telling you exactly what MRNA is. He's going, well, with MRNA tech, it's like a program. It's a computer program for your body, and we can program it to do whatever we want. Really? Well, why the fuck would I let anybody put that shit in my body? So... You know, There's a lot of frustration out there. There's hope because I know that their numbers are lies and their lies are so blatant. Um, but it's coming down to the wire, man. I don't know what else to say. I've been talking about a lot of this stuff for a long time. And you see what's going on in Canada. You see what's going on in parts of Europe. You see people getting killed with impunity like in Haiti. And we talked about that earlier. earlier with people speaking Miami Spanish <laughs>
9: connected to U.S. intel. I mean, we're in a pretty fucking crazy world. It, it, it's, it's absolutely insane. And what you were saying about the antibodies, I just want to touch on that if I can. You know what's crazy is that they are actually getting people to believe that natural immunity is not as good. In fact, one hospital, one person I reached out, that who reached out to us, who's a hospital employee, she wrote in and said, I don't want to get, the the shot because i already had covid and recovered right you think that sounds very logical A- any other time prior to to now to 2020 that would have sounded very logical they wrote back to her and i actually have the email they said that is not sufficient because antibodies from covid are only known to last 3 months
7: Which is untrue, by the way, uh, completely untrue and untested. Just where did that come from? Like, where is that even coming from? Listen, man, again, with that disinfo line, now that 12 people account for 65 percent of the disinformation on Facebook. I went through their their white paper, their documents, just a fucking made up number. It's a number you can come to at any point by um, delegating a certain number of posts in a certain time frame. You know, that's all it is. It was something between like February and mid-March. So they had like a six-week sample size. So they just come up with whatever talking point. Again, a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It is absolutely ridiculous. And, you know, we're beyond Orwell. We are in the post-truth world. And now they want to criminalize speech on a level we've never seen before. They've already got the tools in place to digitally cut us off. If we are going to buy into Russia hacks our infrastructure every six to you know eight weeks, we're fucked, man, because they'll just turn the faucet off on everything. Mm-hmm. And um, again, the only solution I see to this is us taking to our local governments at a county level and you know demanding either action or you have to take them over yourself. We got to get beyond this left right bullshit. It's so hard. You know, I I still got to hear about conservatives being censored on Twitter and Facebook. I don't give a fuck if you, this ain't about conservatives. Read those 12 people. You know, Sherry Tempany is not a conservative (laughs) by any means, you know what I mean? And uh, Rizza Islam, it's not about that. You know, they make it about white supremacy. Who do they want to link them to in that white paper? Louis Farrakhan. It's about black supremacy when they want it. It's about really global spectrum dominance over our very minds, bodies, and souls in what is a very real, in my opinion, transhumanist agenda.
5: Have you, the, the Pentagon said that if the UFOs want to continue coming here, the aliens have to get vaccinated.
7: <laughs> there
0: you
12: go. Uh, about <laughs> That, that pandemic of the, the uh, convalescent plasma house saying that, that uh, they're not able to accept convalescent plasma because it wipes out the natural antibodies. I mean, Is there any truth to that? Um, like Dr. Kendrick, that's, yeah, that's just insane.
7: It, it, not only is it true, when they fact check it and anybody, you know, let's do it live. Because the yeah. fact check is so fucking absurd that you want you want to puke. They put it on their own damn website. But what they do is they take away the convalescent part of the plasma. And they talk about how they'll take your regular plasma and blood, right? Because that's what they're actually doing and use it for other things. But they won't use it for, um, for anything COVID. So let's see. COVID, uh, convalescent plasma, red cross. I won't even type anything else because I'm sure the fact check will be the first thing. So there's the plasma donation. Here's the common questions. There's the fact check. Okay. And again, fact check, they are accepting plasma, but then that's it. They just semantically change the word, basically change the question. And when you read it, oh yeah, they don't take your convalescent plasma. And then you read the reports and yeah, it does kill your natural antibodies. Again, why would I put something in my body that kills the natural antibodies that fought the virus in the first place sounds a little wacky to me i don't know but again you know i didn't graduate college maybe if i'd gotten that degree <laughs> maybe in some kind of like social justice warrior frame i'd know that that this is okay and i'd have a blue check mark next to my name
2: well, and going Reuters, back to, and Reuters Reuters so I just want to any, uh... clarify something about the uh, convalescent plasma therapy. The best research that I've seen out there is through James Lyons-Weiler. Um, if he hasn't been thrown off Twitter, he's got a lot of his uh, white papers posted there. And this was something that we had discussed in our think tank uh, way back in January of 2020. So, yes, it, it does alter the antibodies, but let's be really clear about coronavirus the antibodies only live in the blood for three months and then where do they go they go into the t cell and become a memory cell so it's not that you don't have the ability to fight off a coronavirus again it's not that your immune system doesn't remember it it's simply that it goes to a different place and it's not detectable in blood and that's really kind of the the guys that you know the, the misinformation is being spread about why we all need the vaccine even if we've had coronavirus virus that that's what they're using but it's in the t-cells it's in it's in all the memory cells like just like we have a whole bunch of other different you know virus antibodies
5: and like the, the head one of the head scientists at Pfizer Dr. Michael Yidan who you can't find any videos on anymore he talked about how when he first when this whole thing started he's like wait why is everybody panicking about coronavirus most Common colds are some type of coronavirus, which means you have some type of immunity. You might not have full immunity, but you could have some type of immunity to it. And yet everybody's panicking. But um, uh, Mel, false reality check. Uh, everybody else. Who, yeah, uh,
13: I kind of want to jump in, as you can tell. I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> much, I'm a lot more tame than I used to be. Um, <laughs> I'll tell you something. I, I, I hear all you guys and, I, and listen, I'm not selling you hopium. But i am telling you i've been traveling around and talking to some people that are are really really working against the cabal for real and uh it's not the doom and gloom we're all sitting here talking about there is a battle going on it is international and it is real and uh i don't know if you guys are paying attention to the geopolitics here but uh i talk a lot about in my shows i know i've talked to a lot of people on here about it um, there really is uh, in my estimation, just from what I know and, and who i 've been talking to and i 've been talking to some really uh really amazing patriots that it 's amazing they 're still alive, but uh, the truth is that there is a battle going on between really true good and evil, and it 's not a joke mm. and it 's These people are evil, but there is a good faction working right now. I'm told multiple things and I hope that it's true and I don't want to feed you hopium, but I do trust the people that are telling me this. One is that uh, Russia, China, well, I believe at the G7 when it was in Japan and Trump invited um, Putin, that there was an agreement made uh, and that there are two factions in all of our countries right now. And there was an agreement made to take out this cabal once and for all. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that uh, Operation Paperclip and a bunch of other things happened at the end of the Second World War, and they just came here. They started the UN, and they reinvented themselves with the same goal of uh, 500 million people on this planet and, uh, and uh, one world government, the whole deal. Uh, I think we've all talked about it numerous times. Uh, but the truth is, if you start listening to Putin, to G, to Modi, to orban to uh south korea north korea uh all over the world trump flynn uh a bunch of these guys that are out there fighting for us uh they got them i'm telling you i know everyone wants to stay there is i'm there's things coming out they have been working on something and they know what's in the vaccine OK, they know and they didn't always know. And, and now they do. And there is going to be um, a real comeuppance coming soon. I truly believe this. And uh, these are these crimes against humanity. Don't let anyone tell you what's going on in Germany is a joke. What's going on with Dr. fulmich and I, I know Ricky just had on uh, Dr. Martin and all of these people is is not some like, oh, he's not doing Nuremberg 2.0. Maybe it's bigger this time okay but they caught them they caught them all the whole g7 what happened last week in idaho there's things going on and they are marching these people in front of us because we've been mistaking our enemies as our neighbors because that's what they've been telling us the enemies are above all of us and above trump he sat down and he told all of us that there was an invisible enemy of this group of people jason made a whole movie about it and let me tell you something they've been taking them out And you will start hearing this stuff coming if you look in other countries and in their papers talking about a multipolar world and a unipolar world. And they're saying the unipolar world is over. And you're going to start seeing a lot of European leaders pulling out of the EU as they take over for the leaders that are being taken down. So, you know, I I know it's awful uh, what what we're living through and, and there's going to be some real dark days ahead But I truly believe that uh, the White Hats are absolutely winning. And something major is coming this week um, that people really need to know. And it's going to break a lot of this open. Not only is the Durham report, as everyone has speculated, isn't real, but it is real. And uh, bigger than that is uh, the Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein boomerang I've been talking about on my shows for three and a half years is massive. I mean, the stuff that I've already gotten, this is not. This is massive, and everything you're watching with Britney Spears is massive. This is Ooh. this is so big, and all of us that have been doing this uh, for at least four years. Some people have been doing it like Jason for twenty. <laughs> he's not in not twenty. He's not that old, but a, a lot, very long time. Um, but uh, listen, I, I just I, I know what everyone's saying, and I I really do. I, I I've been there. But I've I've been driving around the country, going to these events with some really, really great patriots that are behind the scenes. And I really, truly believe that we are about to watch uh, some serious disclosure that there is no coming back from and is going to wake up the world in ways nobody can imagine. And it's not all the BS with like dead people coming back to life and stuff. It's really not. It's really just about exposing crime that is unforgivable from the satanic stuff to... uh, The truth about the Clinton Foundation to the truth about Roth, Bronfman Rothschild, to the truth about the international cabal that has been trafficking children, guns, humans, organs, you name it for a very long time. And I'm telling you, they have all the evidence they do. And and I know what it looks like. And it's I just I just wanted to jump in and say, uh, I've been spending the last several weeks going and and, uh, motivating people. Like Jason said, we have to start on the local level because we're gonna to have to rebuild this. And, and the biggest part after there are these arrests, which are going to happen, and they have been happening, is there's gonna be voids in all of, when all of these uh, sealed indictments uh, are, are finally executed. Many of them have been, okay? It's just not in the news because the news is fake. Uh, but when they are, there's gonna be voids, okay? And if we allow evil people to fill those voids, We're just going to have to fight this battle again. And uh, I've been going around encouraging people to, uh, with a lot of other great patriots, uh, kind of in small places, Branson, Missouri, Columbus, Ohio, you know, uh, Tampa, wherever we've been going. And it just really encouraging people to look around their local area, you know, start um, looking for leaders that you would encourage to get involved, people that are people of God and country, and faith, and justice, and freedom, and that have proven themselves uh, more likely in the business world, uh, or in doing a small business, or teachers that got out of the game when they realized it was rigged against the children, or the lawyers that couldn't practice law because they knew that there was no justice, and, you know, um, we're really going to have to go back and really go down to the to the totally local level, reimagine you know the big picture and scale back up but um you know we really do have to find the leaders to fill the voids, so those voids don't um get filled with you know another round of evil uh but I just wanted to jump in and say uh it's not a lie that there's the white hats out there that are working for us and they're worldwide and they know what's going on and uh I have a few, I'm not given dates I'm not that kind of person what I am telling you is they have all this evidence they really do and Trump is going to come out soon and uh, it's going to be a real awakening when people hear what really happened with uh, the COVID and all of this and his choices he made. And I firmly believe he made two choices and uh, they both sucked. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, and uh, they're working on something that isn't out yet. And I believe um, a lot of good people, especially Ricky said on a lot of the people that are involved behind the scenes that are tr- have been <laughs> tirelessly working on what is in this vaccine what can we do about it? And also not letting the cabal and these demons, uh, know that they have something coming, (laughs) coming, uh, up the pike. So, uh, it's not hopium. I'm just telling you what I believe and what I know. And I, I still think God won a long time ago and God's going to win this battle, but every single one of us have something to do on the ground in our backyards and, uh, you know, encourage good people to get involved because, um, they never had a chance before and now they do. So, uh, That's my two cents on this. I just, we're talking all doom and gloom and it does, it is awful and it's disgusting, but uh, I'm telling you, um, justice will come. I really believe this. I know it's hard to see, but I do believe this. Anyway, that's-
1: On the the heels of that, uh, I will say that in my position, I deal with a lot of people in a lot of different communities. And I've seen a lot more people becoming active to effect changes in their local environment I'm not really a person who has confidence in the political process nor the courts, Uh, but I do have a bit more confidence in small local networks, and I am seeing a lot of movement. I'm seeing people who are organizing business network communities that are trying to trade with one another. I'm seeing people who are organizing in their neighborhood that they never bothered to organize with before. Uh, that I think is where I would put more confidence than larger disclosures.
13: I agree. And, and I also think the old model, just to jump in, because I, I love what you're saying, and it's the most important part of this, of what we should be doing, um, I think, on a, a mass scale, is humans that are awake, is uh, these businesses, like all the ones that stayed open during uh, the greatest crime against humanity, are done. Mm-hmm. This is, this is going, this whole model of these giant corporate, they, they overplayed their hand. They're, they're, I'm telling you that uh, what we need to do, like you're saying, it, first of all, we should all, anyone that was ever interested in farming should get into it. And, and then there's other things. Were you interested in a local business? We need to replace these big business, these big box stores, these <laughs> you know, all we have to do is look at the last year and a half. We know, we know. But uh, honestly, I believe we have to make sure that we, we replace them with our local community. And, um, and I just think we have a real chance to replace the concept of Main Street all over America and reject these corporate demons and reject their crap from, that they're building with concentration camp victims in China and pretending they're not. And, uh, you know, all this stuff, I just think there's a real opportunity for good to uh, to get out there and start to make a difference that will make make real change. But like I said, I really believe we have to start at the beginning in our neighborhoods, find the right people, find the right solutions and then scale up from there. And uh, everyone in America that's awake can play a part because everyone has something to offer. So uh, I love what you're saying, because that's that's really that that's that's the key, I think, too.
12: Yeah, hey, uh, thanks, Ricky, for kind of getting me in here. Um, Thanks. Glad to be here. Um, Mel, I I don't see eye to eye with you on the hope stuff. Um, I think changes have to be made on an individual level um, based in uh, morality. Like, uh, I think we all have to look at ourselves closer. Uh, I used to be a heroin addict and a struggle with my life and just kind of found myself through psilocybin last year and I want to live and I want to love and I want to spread information and I just I don't see how if we just get the right leaders in there or you know like th- that we're going to be successful in that regard um, I also don't see much um, by way of like lawsuits either because it's like how can we expect a system that's just t- corrupt to its core in every facet you know from judges to politicians to bankers to police to you know um, presidents and, and all this kind of thing where i think it happens on the communal the community level uh, a decentralized approach derek i kind of um met a lot of people through freedomcells.org which was like derek bros of the conscious resistance you guys are familiar with him it was an organization he kind of Propped up, promoted, uh, and I've just met so many people. Like here in Charlotte, North Carolina, we we met folks uh, online. We met in person. We meet in person weekly now. We're building. We have two community gardens. We're building here in Charlotte. Where like we had a guy. I don't have any resources. Like I'm literally broadcasting from my friends uh, from my friend's apartment. But uh, I'm just flying around, like talking to people, trying to spread love, tell people about my story, overcoming uh, heroin addiction and to try to empower people because I don't think we find true healing on a on a big scale uh, until enough of us can heal our wounds because just living in this oppressive, repressive society, going through the public schools, like you are badly beaten down and traumatized. And many of us, There's some of us out there that have been terribly wronged in our lives by the ones that are like really really close to us so we're carrying so much baggage that most of us are too damn busy in the world to even like take a second to stop and just take a breath and address it so there's a lot of like projecting going on out there like there's a lot of uh, just wounds that need healing. But I don't yeah, with all due respect, no,
13: no, I just want to because because you're saying that I just want to say, yeah, we all come from different backgrounds and have different all of the different stuff. I I got my own. Believe me, I, the fact that I left Hollywood alive is a miracle and a gift from God, I did not belong getting out of there alive. Uh, with my life that I lived when I was in LA, but I will tell you one thing: I love the Constitution and I love the Bill of Rights and I love the Declaration of Independence. And I think that I don't know I don't believe in the in the the political people we already have. What I'm saying is we need to find new people to like you're talking about in your community and your local. I'm saying we got to start small, find the right way to rebuild and build out, and and that's got to be I agree on on a very small scale. But, of course, every I believe this whole movement has been about going inside first. This is a spiritual battle. The, the spiritual war is real, and it's crazy. And And the more you dig into it, the more clear it becomes. But my, my thing is we have a structure that's set up for us by some brilliant people that they are trying to disparage. And uh, I'm a big fan of the concept of the American Revolution 2.0. And, uh, you know, if you really look at what we have here with the Constitution – uh, the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence and the Federalist Papers. Uh, the only institutions we really are supposed to have federally are the president, the vice president, a couple people who work for them. Five hundred and thirty eight, I think, representatives and the Supreme Court. Post office. Uh, oh, right. Office. <laughs> well, we don't know about them anymore, but I just want to say hey, okay. I think we can get rid of 90 percent of the federal government and be way better off and our futures and our children and everything else go back to the original documents, get rid of the, look, all of these DHS, uh, CIA, uh, Homeland security, none of this is in the constitution. Okay. None of this is all made up. None of these, these, all this stuff is, and I think we just need to go back to the constitution fire about 90% of the people that work for the government and uh, put the power back in the States and start there. And uh, that's really what I believe more than anything else. And, and I 100% agree with you. I think there's going to also be a, a major trauma um, thing when a lot of this stuff about the kids comes out because it's coming and it's horrible and it's way worse than most people think. And honestly, uh, hundreds of millions of people have no idea. And uh, But there's going to be a lot of people triggered that had trauma. And uh, I'm glad you're a, a year ahead. Uh, In the journey, because uh, that's going to be another, you know, big way that people can give back and help and make a difference. There's going to be a major. um, I just know it's going to get harder before it gets uh, before we see. Definitely, well, definitely, Mel. We got to cut
4: you off. We got to cut you off right now. Uh, because we have we have like a half hour left, and we have a uh some people on here that have yet to talk, and they're brand new. I think we should go to false reality check if you guys want to talk. Uh, sure, yeah,
14: we'll join in. Thank you guys. Yeah, yeah thank you guys. Um, no, I mean I agree with a lot of what everybody was saying. I'm not I'm not here to disparage what anybody believes, and I kind of uh, Andy, you and I are kind of on that same wavelength. I think uh we should act locally, but the way to act locally is to start here with you yourself because you're the you're really the only thing you can change right away right now is you so it starts with your mind it starts with getting a right mindset fixing that dealing with your traumas moving through that and then um you know for me help to find a good partner in you and so that always helps so if you're somebody who's uh you know into get into having a partner getting married she worked out really well i don't know i don't know how you see it if you see it starting that way but that's just how i see it
15: no, yeah, I agree. Spiritual level for sure, individual level. You know, we've had these people in charge for so long and it's it's hard for me to think that um they're going to come together and save us.
14: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to trust. We
15: we have to save ourselves and it starts at the community level, starts with the individual um and working together.
14: Yeah. I mean, imagine you know, yeah, we should work with the community, but what if the community has a bunch of screwed up individuals in it? you know, then it's going to kind of fail. So if we work on ourselves, we make ourselves strong and independent, uh, growing your own food. I know that you said, Mel, like, you know, if you if you want to farm, now's the time. Well, we're growing our own food. We're learning how to do that. You know, those are things that are very important. If you don't know how to hunt and you're open to it, you should probably learn how to do it. Learn how to be a little mm-hmm. bit more independent. If you don't eat meat, that's fine. Grow, grow your veggies. That's cool. I don't know what vegans eat, if they eat seeds or something. But um, I think... I think you just have to uh, work on yourself. And through that, eventually goodness comes out and it spreads to your family. Your family is your first community. And then from there, your local community, then your town or your city. And it goes from there. And, and, you know, some people were talking to, I think Jason mentioned going into state houses and taking them over. And I'm all, I'm all for that. I think that's a good idea, but work on yourself first. Uh, I think that's the most important way that we got to, we got to start. I agree. What about the Project
4: Cheney? You want to jump in? You've been sitting quietly and patiently.
3: Um, I actually want to uh, piggyback onto something Mel Kay briefly said. Uh, Britney Spears is a big, huge keystone in this whole thing. She's a Disney kid who was also involved with Rachel Chandler. If you don't know who Ray Chandler is, you should look her up. She's all in the Ghislaine Maxwell. She's all with Epstein Island. I think the Church of Hollywood is the most powerful church in the world. And everybody's waiting for the politics of it all to come crumbling down. But I think the thing that has MK altered the majority of the world's population has to be the thing that unbrainwashes them. And so I've been on this uh, philosophy for a few years, but it really is with Britney Spears that save the cheerleader, save the world. If you can give Britney the freedom to speak... There's a whole bunch of powerful people that don't want her to speak. This conservatorship and the abuse that's been done to her is rampant and we're only hearing about it. Like once it unplugs her, there's going to be a whole bunch of other women that have the freedom to say so. And there's certain movements of famous people right now that have never gotten to move like that. Like... uh, if you went to a Trump rally, you had to walk through every metal detector, but he sat ringside at the UFC in Vegas, full of people in the audience. Like, Britney having the freedom to speak is a very, very, very big deal. And um, she's all attached to Ghislaine. And that's still something that is... Uh, just a quirk waiting to unplug and it'll be like quicksand, like the fear of quicksand when we were children, but it'll be real and people won't be able to grab on to anything around them because their idols are going to be the ones that fall. It's not going to be the creepy politicians that make people wake up. People are still letting people around Joe Biden and talk about ice cream. It's going to be The Hollywood people that make them wake up when it's Ellen, when it's Oprah, when it's Tom Hanks and his plasma to bring it all back around to uh, this whole charade of COVID. It all started with Tom Hanks. So um, it's always these same people dictate our narrative. These same people are dancing about get your shot. These same people are like the first basketball players to shut down that we all follow suit to shut our country down. This is your church that this is bigger than the cabal to me is like when the church of Hollywood comes crumbling down, that's when the world will be free.
15: Cheney, That is such a good point. I didn't even think about that, that Hollywood entertainment is such a big part of people's lives and uh, the role models that I don't see them as role models, but some people see them as role models and they're being used as puppets to like deploy this information, this misinformation to people. Templates. It's all yeah. templates. They're all templates. I I love that.
12: Most people, uh, even in our circles, don't even know that MTV is operated out of a Masonic temple. You know, the, the very organization that made the moon landings cool and got everybody, you know, hip to intergalactic travel. We can't even get people to leave their couch. You know, we can't even get folks to get together to, uh, you know, more than 10, 15 people to talk about freedom or to stand up for health freedom at these, some of these rallies and MTV operated out of the Masonic temple, the mind control programming we've been obliterated with is just been fascinating to unwind, but like, I don't, I don't want to sit here and be like, yay, congratulations. Thanks. These guys have done such a great job because it's serious business and these are our lives, you know? Um, and uh, you know Disney is the uh, MK Ultra programming for children, and NASA is MK Ultra programming for adults. In my humble and
3: Nickelodeon, thing. and if you look into Jamie Lynn Spears, there was all talks when she was a young, young child of being raped and impregnated by Dan Schneider, the guy who ran Nickelodeon. The Spears t- attached to everything. The tip of the Spears. The tip of the Britney
6: Spears. <laughs> we need Jamie Deluxe here. We're yeah, missing him. We do. He'd be, he'd be all up in this.
7: Well, it's funny because Jamie Lee Spears just got, uh, I guess that Brittany went after her sister a little bit in some kind of a, a post or an open letter or something on Instagram as well. But I mean, I don't know, man. Uh, we'll see. I, I'd love to see Dan Schneider in prison as well. You can barely speak his name with the allegations there. Uh, I'm not holding my breath. I was pretty surprised when Weinstein went down and that they're going to bring him in. But again, you look at this whole epstein case and even the revelations that came out i mean we got some documents this week a lot of people don't know that but there were some more uh documents that were released by a judge uh the vicky ward podcast got some play talked about Khashoggi. talked about another arms dealer uh from the 80s i covered that Uh, as well. I thought that part was pretty important to kind of reinforce that this criminal network, especially because it's so obviously, you know, an Anglo-American Israeli network, right? Like, for those that don't understand, Iran-Contra, the guns they got were bought by Israel from Czechoslovakia and Poland as that extra layer of plausible deniability before they were sent down uh, to South America. So, you know, when... 600 million documents are still classified about paperclip, when we couldn't get the truth about JFK, when I heard Greenwald just a couple weeks ago uh, get asked about 9-11 and then reference JFK and the murders in the 60s and saying, hey, you kind of got to pick your, uh, your hill to die on and your topics that you can discuss. I don't know how hopeful I am. We're about to run into that 20th anniversary of 9-11, guys, in less than two months who's talking about it. I'm barely talking about it and I should be screaming and shouting about it.
0: There's like one panel and four people that are trying to put together a protest in DC.
7: I know that's like it. I know that's it. And you know, in a way it kind of breaks my heart and I don't say that I've given up on that issue because again, that's an integral issue. I happen to have the current zombie in chief on camera talking about covering up a hundred thousand dollar wire to uh, Muhammad Atta a week before the attacks from Pakistani intelligence and no one will cover it. No one will touch it. I mean, I got Joe Biden on camera twice <laughs> talking about classified money going to the main hijacker from Pakistani intelligence. We can't touch it. So look, uh, I have very, very little faith in big time leaders. I have big faith in me and people like me that want to become big time leaders in our small communities and get together with our family and friends and loved ones and fight back against these uh, varied issues because they're coming at us full force, man. Uh, this is it. This is, this is the big show. So strap in and get ready. And if you don't think you're going to have to do your part other than podcasting, I know I'm going to have to do mine. I'll see how good I do it. I'm not that great. I'm hoping someone does it better. Uh, and that's kind of how I roll. You know, I'm hoping Steve's out there. You know, Steve's going from city to city out there. Um, I did a little traveling this year. I'll do more if I have to. Um, But but this is it. This is the big show. I mean, D.C. is still fenced in as of like, you know, today. And, yeah, the military's not everywhere out there. But I mean, what are they really protecting? Zombie Joe Biden's barely awake four hours a day. It's not like you got to, you know, it's got like a crack team of fucking SEAL Team 6 to protect him. Give me a break.
5: Steve, is it is it true? The only reason you go to all these protests is because you try to get your Fitbit steps up.
0: That- it's it's true. I uh, and, and I'm between Fitbits right now, so I'm a little disappointed <laughs> because tomorrow I'll be in San Jose, California, at the Peckham Federal Building at noon. Uh, Christopher Doyen, Commander X, unmasked member of Anonymous, was. Uh, violently removed from his house in Mexico, getting his asylum rights violated in the process. Uh, He'll be having his first hearing tomorrow. It'll be by video, but we're going to meet in front of the courthouse for the optics anyway. Keith McHenry, the guy who co-founded Food Not Bombs, he'll be with me. Um, My co-host on Slow News Day, Glory Jones, she'll be out there. Um, Keith was called a domestic terrorist before it was cool. Food Not Bombs, an organization that feeds homeless people, was classified as a domestic terrorist organization in 1989. This dude has been legitimately unemployable by federal mandate since 2001. He was fired from his job because his social security number bounced back is like, oh, this person is not allowed to be on anything with the payroll ever. Now, if that's not like life goals, folks, I'm not sure what is. It just sounds amazing. Um, But and I'll be back in Denver in August, uh, August 20th and 21st. I'll be in Denver, Colorado, and I'll let you guys know more about that as it gets closer
5: Well, Steve, you being out on the scene and seeing what happened in Europe, a couple of countries that all of a sudden overnight, like talked about mandating vaccines for first responders or people in the medical field, and then seeing the protests overnight people coming out in the streets. I mean, that stuff is important. Just like during the lockdown, they were suppressing videos of people protesting and actually going out into the streets, they're doing that now because they don't want us to believe that there's many of us and we're out there. There's a lot of people out there that are upset with what's going on. There's a lot of people out there who are suing thing, uh, governments, they're, they're uh, protesting, they're outspoken and we're not alone. And that really is what gives me a little bit of hope is the fact that I, I know there's many more of us than, the media or the tv or the radio will tell us and we are out there and we all do our little part and it might be little but if we all come together and speak up and say something i mean when i know a lot of people kind of stray away from confrontation but you have to speak out you have to be honest about your opinions you have to be uh just don't stray away from from being honest i mean i feel like people are almost uh, worried about saying they're not vaccinated now because they're worried about how people look at them you know it's like it's like telling somebody you're you're uncircumcised it's like oh i don't want to talk about it <laughs> you know it's like it's it's weird it's like it, it just people the the pure pressure is real a lot of people just want to get along they're unconfrontational so they'll just i'll get the vaccine because everybody else is asking me about it and i'm sick of people asking me and and, it's, and that's why we have to speak out because it's like this isn't one of those decisions that's not life-changing like when when the last high wire episode, and I've seen a lot of these videos on Odyssey, Bitshoot, some of the other alternative platforms. Obviously, most of them are, are stripped off Google and and YouTube. But when you see healthy young children harmed by the vaccine, that fucking pisses me off. Because I've been saying this since the beginning of 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 this whole scenario. I keep telling people. I would talk to people I'm like, listen. Yes, there's a you know if you believe that the virus it can is is lethal or it can harm people. That's fine. But even according to the mainstream information, the virus harms most of the time old or unhealthy people. The vaccine can actually harm young, healthy people. So what should we be more worried about? A young, healthy person being harmed? You know, a, a person who has more than 99% chance of survival if they get get the virus or you know, a uh, uh, old person who's 98 and passes away by the virus. And now we should lock down the world because old people are dying. It's like, well, old people have always died. You know, that's not new. But what mm. really makes me mad is like when you see young, healthy people that had no reason to get the vaccine and their parents gave them the vaccine. And when you see the pain in their parents face and in their voice when they tell these stories about like my child was um, I was for the vaccine i'm a pro vaccine parent our family's pro vaccine uh and then our young healthy child is now harmed like when you see like you know what was it maddie or one of the the videos that were going around was the one with maddie she was in a a wheelchair i mean how does that not break your fucking heart and and the fact that what are you protecting them from you're protecting them from from a virus that 99% of people will be okay. I mean, it's outrageous. It makes me so upset. And that's why this information, <laughs> it's for protecting them from this made up virus that Andy doesn't believe exists, <laughs> which I'm open to that discussion, that's fine. But my point is like, still, one thing that does exist is people being harmed from the vaccine. And and that's that's real. And, and when the numbers are bigger than what they realize, way bigger, way, way bigger,
12: fucking bigger. way
5: bigger. I mean, how many, like I was talking about that Facebook group? I mean, how many people I know, I mean, I don't know about your own personal experience. I know people in my life, people in my personal life, friends of the family, family members, friends of mine, just about, and I'm not exaggerating at all, probably 80 to 90% of people who've got the vaccine has had some type of, even if mild, some type of adverse reaction. Either like they've had some joint pain or they got sick immediately after or they've had some brain fog or, you know, just weird things have happened to them where they haven't felt like themselves.
7: (laughs) That was admitted. I mean, that's the other thing. It was out there when they were doing the trials. Bill Gates couldn't even fight back his, again, fact check. Well, most of that's just pain right around the arm. They were saying 80 plus percent had side effects and reactions by Moderna. In fact, so much so that while these things were going on, uh, let's see, let's find this article. You had an American Medical Association, uh, Sarah, uh, Fra- Sandra Fryhopper, okay, basically warning people the side effects were so bad, they're so bad, it wasn't going to be a walk in the park, That after the first vaccination, it would be hard to convince people to come back for the second. So again, hmm. they they warned us all, but again, that's not in the PR, it's not your vaccine won't be in the walk in the park. It's not a walk in the park. It's safe and effective. You know what I'm
5: saying? Mm. Like, yeah, what we're there, me off about this is that the vaccine makers themselves haven't even had to market their product like it's it's celebrities we talked about hollywood i mean that's the thing those are the real influencers like hollywood the the, the celebrities the athletes i mean I, I shared that article about the moscow uh soccer team uh, one of the bigger russian soccer teams who just all refused to take the vaccine because they're like we already have immunity we've already all had Cro- like why do we and it's making news that these people who already had the virus and have antibodies don't Want to get the vaccine. Like, why is that news? That should be logic. That should be, I mean, the fact that. But this is how ridiculous this whole thing is. And we talk about upside down world and how like logic's completely thrown out the window. I mean, people keep regurgitating the fact that like, yeah, if you get the vaccine, you don't have to wear a mask. Even though nobody, no Pfizer, Moderna, nobody says that their vaccine stops spreading or you from getting the, uh, the virus. And yet people are just regurgitating. Well, I don't have to wear a mask. It's okay. You don't have to wear a mask if you, if you get the vaccine. But even though it doesn't stop you from, from spreading it, so, why wouldn't you have to wear a mask? Like, how are they even related? if, if the mask is to stop me from spreading it and I get a vaccine that doesn't stop me from spreading it, how the fuck does that make any sense? But this just shows how, if you say something over and over again, you know, it's that propaganda, Joseph Goebbels, you say a lie enough times it becomes true. You just keep saying it. People just start repeating it. And nobody even says, wait, 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 let's pump the brakes is what we're saying. Even making any fucking sense. And it's not. And, and this is like how brainwashed, but this is why like, like, you know, you talked. You know, Cheney talked about Hollywood. Uh, Mel talked about Hollywood. I mean, this is. It's so true. I mean, these uh, they have s- politics in Hollywood. They're no different. I mean, it's just ways of manipulation. It's all fiction. It's all theater, and it's ways of controlling the population. And you know, it's it's and it's, in many cases, it's all subconscious, right? We all everybody on this show knows who Edward Bernays is and understands how you know they, for many years they've understood that our decision making and and our thinking is indirectly being uh, influenced. You know, it's it's subconscious. It's, I mean, that great Canadian documentary uh, years ago, uh, The Corporation, you know, really went into uh, just the psychology and the science that goes into marketing and all the money and time that goes into indirectly getting you to want to buy something or eat something or, or whatever. I mean, so... The, it's almost a unfair battle because most people are just like putting on the news at the end of the night after a long day of work and and they're like oh yeah this must be true it's on the news you know and it's your programming yeah and it's and it's and yet you're you're constantly being programmed you're being programmed by what you're hearing what you're seeing you know, everything around you. I mean, your your social media feed. I mean, they understand that what you see on Twitter and Facebook and all this, I mean, it's affecting the way you look at the world. I mean, if you control the information, you control the people because we're only as good as the
10: information we have access to. And real quick note on the whole, you know, pandemic of the unvaccinated talk, which is, you know, another propaganda thing they've been pushing. Um, I, I just checked the numbers uh, where I work in the hospital. And over the past month, we've had no more than and obviously i obviously think these numbers are too high we've had no more than 15 positive covid patients admitted to the hospital at any given time and we have 500 to 600 beds so even if you're saying 90% of those people um, were people that were unvaccinated that's still you're talking about like 10 people so mm-hmm. their 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 argument actually works for them because they keep the actual numbers out of it but the but the, the truth of it is that they could still be correct and the number of People in the hospital for these positive tests are actually very, very, very low as well. You know, so they're able to twist those words around. Okay, well,
5: hey, let's let's just be honest. Cases is, is a ridiculous number to even be sharing in the first place. What the fuck right. is the case? Like, you, I somebody tweeted this. It's and it, the I, debt
3: I, calculator I, or the population. You know, it's just a ticker number. Tick 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 yeah. tick 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 yeah. tick 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 mm-hmm. tick. We have no it, idea what we're looking and, at. And it and just it,
10: yeah. rides and us. it could be and it could be duplicated because if. If somebody um, had to get tested daily for for work, and they tested five days positive in a row, that's going to show up as five cases, not five You right. unique right, right, uh, right. patients. So the numbers that-
1: become completely meaningless. And, yeah, and I, I've, I, I've
10: seen I've seen that here.
5: And
1: kind they're of-
0: only there to underscore the fear. That's all they're there for. Mm-hmm. It helps that's drive that. the narrative. And as long as they can continue to drive the narrative, they can continue right. to you know get people suckered by this bullshit. <laughs>
15: Hey Kyle, I have a question for you about this so-called Delta variant. Um, the hospital you work at, are they testing for that? Do they have the capability to test for that?
10: I don't know if they do currently, um, but they have been, you know, sp- spreading a lot of messages about you need to be cautious of it. Well, they're, but what they're really just saying is it's so dangerous that. It only affects the unvaccinated people. That's the big push that you see at our hospital and everywhere else. It only affects the unvaccinated people and younger people. Okay, so they're it's trying clever to think, virus. Ever. It, it's a very clever virus. It's only attacking the people who are, um, you know, questioning this whole this whole uh, thing, which is which is pretty hilarious. So, and, and, and the the best part is too they put out a and A Q&A about it, and they said that well, you know, what we've been talking about before about well, if you have the antibodies from actually having COVID. It doesn't count for the Delta variant, but guess what? If you get the vaccine, that actually does count for the Delta variant. It's like, how do you know something something that was constructed in a lab months and months ago before this supposed thing, which I don't even believe, and a lot of us probably don't even believe is a real thing? How, how does that count against you know your your um, reaction to this this variant? But the actual antibodies from the similar virus doesn't. It, it's all just. It's all bullshit and they just they, they fix it all to, to fit their narrative.
7: Well, it, it counts because they had an 18 year old TikToker on the podium at the White House press corps the other day and she said so. So, duh, <laughs> motherfucker. Obviously, you know, you were talking about Hollywood, but it's even beyond that at this point. You know, the propaganda, you know, and to t- tie it into what you were talking about before that is targeted at children. Uh, the average 18 year old doesn't want to mm. be a famous TikToker, the average 10 10- to 14 year old does. And when they have that person up on a podium, we should really be scared shitless. Uh, Shameless plug for The Corporation 2 is actually out right now. I haven't watched it yet, Uh, but that is a seminal documentary, and they recently have put out a sequel. Uh, So I wanted to throw that out there before the end of this. And since we're wrapping it up, guys, I just want to say again, I'm going to be talking transhumanism big time, exclusively at uh, Rockfin, a platform. Uh, that actually empowers me with free speech instead of trying to enslave me uh, through censorship. So, shout out to Rockfin. Glad you're doing this, Ricky. Happy to be back on the Union of the Unwanted. Hey, thanks,
5: Jason. And you said you'll be talking to uh, Alex Jones?
7: Alex Jones! We're going to have Alex Jones on the program talking about everything from the global police state into the transhumanist agenda.
0: So buckle the fuck up.
5: That's right. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear about gay turtles. Uh, But... <laughs> it was a joke. Frogs.
0: Did, uh, frogs. I forget.
5: <laughs>
0: got
11: turtles horse. is next.
0: No, no, no. The gay turtle <laughs> agenda is something we don't talk about enough. <laughs> Listen, he just got the
5: documents about the gay turtles. And he found them because there's black black helicopters above them. I'm kidding. Um, Wasn't well,
7: Donatello coming out in the
3: next? That's
0: what I thought it was. Oh, black yeah, that's like- <laughs> <laughs> there really is a gay turtle agenda?
7: I hope not.
12: Like,
14: no, they're, they're not gay. Not gay. Uh, they're, just not, you know they're teenage
0: no. mutants. I was going to say, I'm
11: surprised they haven't brought that up in one of the movies yet.
12: No, no, uh, number three. I'm uh,
14: was that the mutation? I don't understand. Hey, Jason,
12: <laughs> Jason, can I? The secret ooze? Jason, <laughs> can I ask that when you get Alex Jones on, that you ask him uh, how he goes from the answer to 17 or 1984 or 1776 to saying, give me martial law.
7: Give me. Oh, Trump. Th- listen, man, I- I'll say this about Jones. When he called for martial law, I did videos on it. When he did the Sandy Hook deposition, I did videos on it. Obviously, it's been a long time since I worked for Alex Jones. For people that don't know I'm the first person he ever gave a show to over a decade ago. Um, you know, I'm going to try to take this. You know, what I like to do when I get Alex on, because we still have our disagreements. Fuck, man, we all know I'm not MAGA, uh, all that stuff, is I try to hone him in from, all right, here's the big enchilada, uh, you know, into his fan base seeing why he does get people to look at this information. So I'm really going to hammer home documents. I got a bunch of videos queued up of different transhumanist stuff. And I like to get Alex Jones to the point where we're not making dick jokes, where we're not talking about interdimensional demon creatures. Why listen? Why listen then?
3: (laughs) (laughs) So you don't want the truth.
7: Yeah. (laughs) You know, We all have our beliefs, and I'm certainly open to those types of conversations. But when I got Jones in my arena, I, I like to keep it as grounded and well-documented as possible, kind of what I did with Brian Callen on uh, – tin, not tinfoil hat. What is it? The Conspiracy Social Club, right? That was awesome. So that was Brian awesome. Callen is the utmost of a skeptic about most issues. That's why he's there on the Conspiracy Social Club. Uh, they put me on with 9-11. I had him hooked in the first 15 minutes. We did almost two hours together. We did another follow-up of an hour plus that we would have kept going on. is uh, very friendly with me. Someone who was an utter skeptic in a matter of three hours through the right presentation, I, I was able to open up new avenues. And that's what this is about. This is maybe about people not looking at everything, just like you can't dismiss everything Donald Trump says because Donald Trump says it. That doesn't mean you endorse everything he says. Uh, but the same must go for Alex Jones. So Uh, If the topic of martial law comes up, I would certainly bring that up because I don't think that we should declare that at any time. I still think even with an election that I think was clearly stolen, the idea of physical military martial law or some type of a military coup d'etat is dangerous on so many damn levels, man.
5: So many (laughs) Alex Jones let's be honest like he, he's done some bad in the community he's done much m- more good you know he's done I mean it, let's be honest. it you know those I don't know if you guys have seen the union the unwanted shirts that uh Charlie was talking about with all the dates on the back of it you know all the like nine eleven, September 11th all this stuff Alex Jones was at every one of those dates he uh he, he was at the front lines it's only funny for people who've seen the shirt sorry sorry
7: guys. Well, I, no I'm just listening and the other thing is Obviously, even with my disagreements, I can't say the guy didn't produce several of my films that are still available for free forever. (laughs) You know what I mean? I can't say that he didn't mentor me in a way that I'm on a microphone right now. I I wouldn't necessarily be doing this uh, without Alex, but at the same time, um, I'm not a cheerleader for the Republican Party. I was one of the first people to warn about Bill Barr and he wasn't coming to fucking save you and you better watch your ass with him. And quite frankly, if I was to, you know, project a suspect for the murder of epstein the number one fucking suspect is bill barr the guy that's laughing it up about his suicide with the abc anchor anchorman on television when he's asked whether or not they can guarantee that Ghislaine maxwell will still be alive so look we've seen a fraction of a fraction of what's really been going on the last 40 plus years even beyond that uh, i can tell you what i do see right now i don't like And uh, I believe that we can overcome. I believe in humanity. That's another reason I'm bringing Jones on, right? We're unique beings. And this to me is a transhumanist agenda and love the guy or hate the guy. I don't think he wants a brain chip. And I don't think that he wants an automation nation. You know, I got so many people, for instance, I, I challenged any blue check mark to come on when they were recently calling for his arrest on January 6th, for January 6th, I think like a month ago, started making headlines again. Oh, he instigated it. I didn't get any blue check marks or mainstream media or big people that wanted to take me on. I did get the crowd that's like, he's a Mossad agent. He's a Jesuit agent. He's an FBI operative. He's controlled opposition. And look, Jones has this problem. A lot of guys that are connected to him or work for him end up being fucking FBI informants like Joe Biggs. You know, I don't know Joe personally. I don't know the situation that's out there. Um, But to me, at least my personal interactions with the guy, that's not who I see. I I think he's a part showman. I think he gets things wrong. Um, I I think that he's had some mea culpas, but overall, just like Ricky said, I think he's done a lot more positive than negative. And if you can't stand up for having InfoWars as an entity of free speech in this country, you're not going to be able to stand up for anybody. So as many disagreements as I may have with that entity, it's the one that has had a target on its back and does need to be amplified in the sense that if it goes down everybody else is a fucking domino and, uh,
5: and let's be honest everybody uh, the left likes to call him a domestic terrorist now but when i was exposed to alex jones he was protesting bush and so they wouldn't have been mm-hmm. calling him a domestic terrorist then so right uh, but guys the, the benefit of making it this long is that we let you plug your show so uh plug away, guys i I'll jump
11: in real quick because I got to get out of here, but uh, it's the deep share. Find me anywhere you find these guys. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, just to just to add in uh, to kind of go off what Mel was saying uh, before she left, just the idea that there's some good faction out there, some white hat group. I think we're looking at it. <laughs> At least partly, yeah, because yeah. we're the ones I'm communicating all of it to anyone that will listen. And communication is always the first step on an individual level and a cultural level. So, anyway, thanks for having me,
5: guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks again for joining us. Well, I'm
1: thanks. announcing first time public deplatformed. That's going to be my podcast. We should have our first pilot show out for private sharing by next week. And uh, I want to have one little last thought. Let's stop looking at hopium as a negative thing. I think what we really are opposing is stand downium. In other words, anything that would cause us to stop acting. Hope's not bad. Standing down is bad.
7: You know let me let me just jump in quick and I, and i'll and I'll wrap it up with this. I think that standing up is the only way, right? I don't know if I've been on here since the Iowa moms were on, and I talked about that situation, but again, uh these mothers were going to their local school board meeting trying to get masks off just in their own county in Iowa for the kids um and two days after their board meeting where they were basically one was not allowed to speak, they had moved the podium over so that you couldn't visually see them on the stream. uh they had all these obstacles. And again, two days later, they were next to Kim Reynolds, the governor, signing a bill that took the masks off of the kids statewide. So that's the type of hope you're mom into. Just not anonymous mm-hmm. message board stuff. I mean, right. you got to make your own hope. You got to like, uh, oh, like, you were saying, you got to choose your own destiny. Who are you in the morning? How can you improve on you? I got a lot of problems. I try to keep them in check and push forward. And it's really up to you to motivate yourself and realize that um, this agenda is real. And there are multiple ways that you can push back, as- aside from a digital realm, right?
5: The nine eleven commission report was because of four widows. You know, I mean, so yeah, I mean, having hope, we
0: can we can make a
5: difference. So, uh, who wants to go next?
0: I'll jump in. Uh, you can find just about everything that we do at uh, SlowNewsDayShow dot um, please check us out on the Rockfin. Uh, that's rockfin.com slash slow newsday. We've got a ton of killer shows coming up. If you're anywhere near San Jose tomorrow, come downtown to 80 South First Street, Peckham building. We'll be there at noon. Um, August is just going to be nuts for us, and I'll be documenting, um, like cabin builds and the starting process of the uh of the studio build and that whole thing is going to be available to anybody who wants to to learn how to build themselves a livable comfortable house off grid
14: I guess we'll go next. Um, we are False Reality Check, a husband and wife duo that uh, we're trying to make our way out of the city, move to greener pastures, and we started a podcast just to go along with that. So we appreciate the invite, Ricky. Um, you can email us at frcpodcast@protonmail.com at protonmail.com. If any of you want to come on, we'd love to have you on and talk about anything. Um, we're on Twitter at frcpod, and we're on Gab and Float at False Reality Check as well. So thank you again for the invite.
15: Yeah, thank you, everyone. All all you guys are heavy hitters, and we follow all of you pretty closely. So it's pretty awesome to be big, a part of this. Big fans of you guys. Thank you. Yeah, I guess my I'll name- go. Um, go ahead.
12: My name is Andy Gerard. Uh, my podcast um, is called "Go Within to Get Out." It's on YouTube Odyssey. Um, you can find me on Float as well, Facebook. I'm at Andy Gerard twitter i am at andy gerard and uh i started another twitter for uh, geoengineering i started looking at the uh, the trails in the sky and that was kind of what really pissed me off more than anything i was like man these fuckers are treating us like goddamn rats in here and so i just kept it on in the sky so you can find some of that there at geoengineering watch massachusetts but really i just started to talk about My experiences overcoming a bad heroin addiction and and still being alive, thank God, gratefully, you know, Um, I've lost so many friends and family being from Massachusetts and sort of the north central mass, the epicenter of it all. Um, And that's why I have such a distrust for big pharma, big karma, as I call it, and uh, try to explain to my family, you know, Mark was on, my family thinks I'm crazy. I think I I probably floated with that name for my podcast (laughs) because... They just think I'm a total lunatic since I started talking about this stuff. But um, I love to talk about healing, um, connection, love. I think if we can uh, get backgrounded in love and compassion and just turn inward and ask those big questions, like what have I done to contribute to this world? Because we're all co-creators in this thing and we put out uh, evil in many ways and we don't even realize it, you know? So just take a, take a big long look in the mirror, take a deep breath, because it's going to hurt. Uh, but it's worth it, man. On the other side of that pain, that suffering, that trauma, that just fucking vile nature that this kind of this world brings us sometimes, there's so much beauty, pain, and calm on the other side, and uh, it just opens up uh, so many pathways when you can look at yourself a little bit and just be gentle and kind and spread love, spread information, and um, decentralize. I think FreedomCells.org did a lot for me connecting my, uh, me with local farmers. So you'll, you'll hear a lot about addiction on my show, but I'm going to be working on some new stuff, taking on big pharma, uh, kind of like on a, in a road trip. So, uh, doing some investigations and just showing that we don't get informed consent when we go to like, I like to go and act like I'm getting the vaccine. And when I do that, I'm like, yeah, I love vaccines. And, you know, I, I put on this whole act and it's it's so ridiculous how badly uh, people are being manipulated. And I don't want to give up on these folks that that are so fucking, you know, we call them brainwashed, misguided, misled, deceived. Um, I don't want to give up on them. Uh, they're people I love and it feels futile. I don't want to dump too much of my energy into it, but uh, here I am. Stand It Strong, Beat a Heroin Addiction. There's so many of you out there that have had crazy lives, some crazier than me, but uh, I like talking about it and I'm honest and I feel like there's great value in that out in the world. So, Ricky, thank you for getting me on. By the way, space is not a place and the earth is flat.
5: <laughs> no, you're supposed to say the, flat, uh, the earth is flat as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Flat as fuck. <laughs> uh, Kyle and Cheney
3: go ahead kyle
10: sure um so my name is conspiracy kyle this is my first time on here i really appreciate chatting with everybody Um, my podcast is called conspiracy in the force i talk about conspiracies and star wars but mostly kind of a combination between those two because i found it's easier to compare the new world order to the empire than to nazi germany because that is very polarizing and it turns people off right away so using Star Wars as that metaphor for what's going on in our world because it's very, very similar. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at conspiracy underscore Kyle. And that's conspiracy with a K. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Kyle.
3: Awesome. Um, my name's Cheney. Chaney. I have a podcast called Project Chaney. I talk to a whole bunch of people um, about wherever they want to talk about, wherever we go, uh, the reality we live in right now. And... Um, I just think everything matters. It matters if you're talking to your neighbors. It matters if you're talking digitally. It matters if you're making memes. It matters if you're out there with a bullhorn because... Epstein didn't kill himself wouldn't be part of the pop culture if it wasn't for us. Where the reason 9-11 is an inside job wouldn't be part of the pop culture if it wasn't for us. Um, Like the reason everybody immediately think Tom Tanks is creepy now is because of us. Like we are doing it. We are doing the work and it all matters. So I see on a lot of these shows, you know, sometimes, you know... I feel like people put down people because everybody has to do more. Everybody has to do something local or everybody podcasting is not enough or making a meme is not enough or making a tweet is not enough. It all matters. It's all mattered up until this point. So um, I think we need to stop projecting on what everybody else needs to do. And if you find the time to do that thing, do that thing. We're doing it. We're here. And all the Monsanto, all the vaccines, all every single black screen in front of us was all Shakespearean play put there to brainwash us, and we're still powerful enough to be woke right now. So it all matters. So keep up the good fight and keep holding lines.
6: Right on. Awesome.
5: Of course, I'm Ricky Brandis, Ripple Effect Podcast co-host with my three brothers from different mothers, Charlie, Mike, and Sam you can get Drupal effect podcasts anywhere. And of course, uh, the union do not want it anywhere.
6: And you can find macro aggressions on iconic Rockfin odyssey, and probably not on YouTube for long because I now have two strikes for talking about the weather with Matt Landman. So, uh, you know, it, and I got struck down with for violence, of course. Ooh. So, uh, and you can uh, check out my website, theoctopusofglobalcontrol.com global control.com and find everything about me there.
4: And for me, just go to obdmpod.com. Yes,
5: yes. And and by the way, uh, obdm, you you're not streaming on uh, YouTube where people are looking for it. For no, the, we got struck down so by lightning. He'll be he'll be on Pornhub every Monday and what? Right, Pornhub.
4: Okay. No, I I can't even OBD get on is- there. I get it <laughs> oh. If
5: you get a if, if you get a strike on Pornhub, that's yeah. pretty impressive. I would say. Yeah. I want, but I'll take your word for it.
4: But hey, thanks everyone. We're winding things <laughs> down, and uh, we'll list everyone's podcast and links in the description of this video and uh, podcast only, audio only. So take care, everyone. Thanks, guys. Have a great night. Thanks for joining us. Yes,
12: later, guys.